Yeah, I appreciate it. Let me write this down on the notes before I, before I don't forget. Did you watch the whole uh, Dream Champs thing with Lee? Hell no, nah, bro. When I see it, it's long. Two hours long. I was like, bro, I, nah, I'm not getting paid. I for had this. people hit me up that I haven't talked to in a, in a long time. Just like, man, you gotta tap into this to this kind hey, of it's so fu- It's funny. I just said that, and our our podcast be kind of long, and I'm like, I'm not getting paid to watch these two hour things. <laughs> but no, 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 no. That was a. Uh, yeah, it was long even for even for a Kanye fan that wants to see Kanye talk for like Kanye talks. I was like, I still haven't made it all the way through. But uh I knew it was coming. Yeah. The day of and then I kinda like caught it on the live stream, but I had to go back and watch it on the replay. Basically. Are they so, normally that long or was it just a bonus because he was on the show? Oh, on Drink Champs? Yeah, they be having long episodes, man. Okay. Like all the time, yeah. That's I only watched thing. it one time. Um, I was at the barber shop and it was on, and it was a the LL Cool J version. Yeah, they got a lot of good ones that I want to someday go back and see. But episode, I just can't I keep up with them in real time. That episode was interesting though. They were, and I like I liked LL Cool Cool J's. I liked LL Cool J's response to one of the questions, but. They were like naming off, you know, you know when rappers give their daps or give their props to people that came before them or, you know. Yeah. And uh it further reminds you like it's so many people that we've never heard. It's so many it's so much it's so many musics that we've never it's so heard many before. musics. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like so many songs. We listen to the same hundred songs our entire life. But he'll name off like they would name like all these MCs, you know, from their time that were just at the top of their game and killing it yeah. and stuff. And um, but the, the point that Nori was was making was that uh, it's like why doesn't hip hop? It's funny the way he was talking. Like hip hop in general is a is an organization or something. You know what I mean? Like hip hop is a company. Yeah. He was saying like we why don't we like look out for one another? Like how come when they don't we don't have like um, health programs for <laughs> these people? You know what I'm saying? That ain't out here touring anymore and stuff to take care of them and stuff like that. Like we need to set something up like I've that. heard that before, and that's that's actually smart. Like that should happen. But the funny thing is that, like I said, it was like hip hop isn't a, a organization like that. It's it's a it's a culture, right? It's a genre. Yeah. It's not like one person is running it and they they do this or do that. But from that conversation, it was kind of like you know, all you people, all these people that have the resources and stuff, um, they don't have to pay out of pocket. You know what I'm saying? But it's like shit, you can do do a um like you know how an employment company um, that's that was stupid. <laughs> you know, a company they can get a discounted insurance for their employees when you do like yeah. insurance. So maybe, but see, it's like when it gets crazy is that there's, you know, people's on different record labels. So that's another. That's why I say it's not like just just it's one tough. umbrella of like we're all rappers and stuff. It's, tough. it's like you're you're a record label, you're on a contract, blah blah. blah. You kind of I don't know if that counts as a self employment or not. You know what I mean? Shoot, I mean the answer is a union, right? They don't have to be a. Oh, uh, one corporation, but like the Screen Actors Guild. I didn't want to say the Screen Rappers. I didn't want to say the U word. So. Yeah, have the Screen <laughs> Rappers Guild, and and that'll fix it all. Have insurance set aside from auto royalties or something. Yeah, and like you said, it don't have to come out of people's pockets directly. But, yeah. but I say that to say that all um, the documentaries that yeah. are made of hip hop need to go to money. Money needs to go to them. Any yeah. any movies is made. 
like biopics. Like if, their like, if their likeness is used in it, or yeah. Something. You don't think that? I mean, may, no, maybe no. I'm saying like, even if it's not about me, like the Tupac and Biggie bi- biopic, there should be like some royalty set aside that goes to this union to disperse to make sure that there's uh mm. like capital coming into it all the time because it's all it's all hip hop at the end of the day like. Tupac and Biggie wouldn't have been Tupac and Biggie if hip hop never started. So they, no matter anything they do, should have it don't have to be a big percentage, but like they should have some something set aside. You know what I mean? It don't even have to be to the people that we don't know about. But if they're in the union, they can they can be privy to the benefits of being in the union. Yeah, it is a bigger it, conversation for experts. it really is. But the only point I brought that up though was because I was like, okay, this is pretty dope. Like. That was kind of the stuff they were talking. Well, that was just one. It's dope to see what they talk about when they get in the room together. Yeah, yeah, what they were talking about. I think that's the draw of that. LLS Dap. That's the draw of that show. I think to see uh, because Noriega is a rapper and uh, the DJ dude. I don't know him. I don't know him by name, but uh, he's a he's like a a legendary DJ, you know. And so the conversations they can have with LL Cool J is something that you can't get out of. Bobby Bones, so so yeah, yeah. It's like it's dope to see the. That's why I say it's like even with the Kanye thing, I'm gonna have to go back and watch it a few times because he was letting Kanye just go. So there's a lot of stuff coming out of it. Well, we on the topic, you know what I'm saying? We are talking about Kanye, we talking about it. So you know, um, all right, let me go ahead. Let's go ahead and start it off then. Like this is a uh, this is oh, yeah, I always synchronicity, bro. Uh, the podcast. Welcome in. I'm Chris. My name is Dustin. My f- I apologize for for always skipping the formalities, but in fairness, when we're having an organic conversation, we don't just be like, "Hey, what's up, Chris? I'm Dustin. Let's start talking." So this my bad, true. everybody. But this yeah, true. I'm Dustin, and um, yeah. this is synchronicity, bro. Like I was saying though, since we're on this Kanye topic, <laughs> yeah, we're talking know, about the Kanye Dream Champs. We'll we'll watch the Dream Champs, but I'm I'm more um curious to know what you think about him throwing Big Sean under the bus. Oh, man, it's been, it's been brewing for a little bit. It's been brewing for a little bit because, like, uh, Big Sean was putting out new music. He put out, like, an EPM. Yeah, boy. He's putting out stuff, but, like, it was, like, confusing because uh, we didn't know. We've always known Big Sean with good music, the music label and everything like that. And now it was looking like a little different, and then he finally came out and explained a little bit. Like I'm off of that contract. I got my own. Uh, I got my own label now. I'm starting. Uh, and he's totally out of the Kanye camp, basically. But it also seemed like there was some unsettled, like uh, uncomfortable conversations there that he didn't necessarily want to directly talk about. But like it was. Obvious, like it was like something's there, like something happened. This was before the Nori thing. Yeah, so this was like the last, the last month or two. Okay, probably like the last month. So we seen, we seen like that, and the most information we was getting was like a few interviews, maybe some bars and some and some of the raps, uh, and like some tweets, but like nothing clear. And so to see Kanye just come out and say like the worst thing I ever did was. With sign Big Sean. It's like, bro, what? What is this coming from? It doesn't make sense. At all. He's a great, he's at a all. great 
great person. First of all, like I've been to, I went, to, I've been to two Big Sean concerts by accident. I didn't, well, not both of them by accident, but like I didn't mean to go twice, see him twice. But, but like once I saw, I saw him at the Tabernacle, so it was like a small venue, and then once I saw him at a at the music festival, and both times I was just like, I forgot how many hits Big Sean had, and so like Big yeah. Sean, like his catalog is crazy, so. Can't be talking about that. Like he got songs. Uh, he's he's a writer too. He be writing. I'm sure he wrote wrote a lot of Kanye's raps over the years while he was on the label. So like he can't be talking about that. So like I just don't understand what he's where he's coming from. It just seemed like I don't know some petty stuff, <laughs> some petty like a petty thing to say. In the people like, use the word petty too much when they're de- when they're describing Kanye, because I just feel like it's Kanye's personality. Can't separate it being pettiness. It's just that's Kanye's personality. That was that's a yeah. Kanye thing to do. True. You know what I mean? True. But like, from, but like, do you mean like from the standpoint of like he's just trying to get a reaction though, or just that's like just how he talks? It's hard. It's like the main reason I really want to talk about it is because it's like I know I don't know, right? I get the feeling a lot of the things that Kanye does is for publicity. You yeah. know what I mean? Because I wasn't even thinking about Big Sean. You get what I mean? Now he's starting right. a label, and now Big Sean is being talked about. Right. So even even if it was kind of messed up for Kanye to say that, now I'm now I'm like, now Big Sean is on my mind, and I'm you know <laughs> noticing now um, stories of him, tweets of him, or posts about him, and you just informed me that he's starting his own thing. I didn't know that. I wouldn't have known it if Kanye had not said. What right. He said about Big Sean, but it's just like, why does Kanye have to always result? If that's his strategy, why is it always like? have to be the drama for for the publicity instead of just saying shout out to my, my boy Big Sean he's starting his own label I'm proud of him it was Wish weird too because life. like in real time so I told you it was, it was the live it was the live uh, stream of it of the initial showing of it so when it was happening and he says this Big Sean is just on Twitter real time he's like bro I just saw you last week and there was none of this energy what are he you talking that, about he posted the picture like we was just yeah. you know, we were just chilling <laughs> I was like what is happening taking pictures like, together how do you explain this like what do what is what is his meaning for this? Because, I like I said, it's like a, when you watch Kanye talk, it's it's a mixture of. He's just talking. He's just talking like raw talk, for the most part. It feels like, and so there's a mixture of a lot of honesty and a lot of truth. What he's saying, and then there's like every now and then just some stuff, and it's just like, I mean. Obviously, this isn't true. This is obviously we're not supposed to believe this. So why are you saying? In this? that clip, he went out his way to 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 clarify what he said, though. Like, yeah, when Nori even funny. Mis- when yeah. Nori misinterpreted him, he's he like, was like, "That was beautiful." Like, no, it's a beautiful no, thing. You're not getting what I'm saying. <laughs> he's the worst. Yeah, like, <laughs> he's trash. Now. He's trash. Turning heel. Like, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, that it. was that was funny. That was funny though. So I was like, Jay. <laughs> Because uh, he put him, he put him up next to uh, Pusha T and Big Sean. It was like, who, who, who? He's like, oh, you're choosing Big Sean. He's like, no. <laughs> I clarify. I didn't understand. I didn't understand it at all. But what about the rest of the music, though? I mean, I get it. if they, if his only reason is because um, Big Sean and John Legend didn't support him for his presidency. I mean, that's how you feel. Like you turn on people because they they have the right to support who they want to support. That's that's politics. You know what I mean? I don't think yeah, it's he like specifically used the word sellout with them too. 
Mm-hmm. And I thought that was, uh, I mean, not a good word choice for that. Like, he, they all, they all, like, no matter what you did for, for them, they all their own men at the end of the day. Like, they don't owe you anything in that moment. Aren't they doing him a favor by selling out, though? Doesn't that make him more money if they sell out their shows? Nah, because they're not signing him no more. Uh, That's why he's so mad. John so Legend like, seemed like they, they haven't talked in years. Probably. I feel like they might have never been un, like signed to each other. I feel like they, they, they might have just had a working relationship. It was just they were both from Chicago. Maybe. Who knows? Like It's he not clear. His, he was on his songs, though, like more than one. It's like they was both in the in the music industry signed a Def Jam or something, and so they was working together. Oh. But it never felt like. I mean, it seemed like when they when they stopped working together, it just it was not a big deal. It just happened. And I just feel like John took on his own identity though, and he wasn't really associating with wanting to do hooks on rap songs. You know what I'm saying? I mean, for like a career. he was he was still doing stuff with Rick Ross. He would do a hook for Rick Ross. I'm talking about though, like I mean, for a career. Like, oh, it's like, yeah. he kind of just took off. Now, like, if you look at John Legend when he first started to where he is now, like, he, he took off. Like, he not just, he he like R&B to me, but he like, he kind of like how Michael Buble is. Okay, I'm glad it. you said that. That's, that's exactly yeah. who comes to my mind. He's in his own field, like Michael Buble, for sure. And so, like, the last thing I remember is Blame Game, for some reason. Is that the last song they did together? <laughs> like, it might have been. But, uh. The irony. Irony. I mean, maybe. <laughs> Maybe on the uh, the good music compilation, on they have some he has some songs on there, but yeah, it just felt like they ain't fucked with each other in a long time on that level in the music wise. But like you said, it just I think it's the music thing. They just went two separate ways with what they was doing. Jesus don't make sense when you're trying to make uh, all of me. <laughs> so okay, <laughs> I, I get I get why they why they separated, but it seemed like they were still like cool personally. And so I think that's why he was he would be upset about, hey man, like John Legend, you should back me, but really, John Legend been a, on the Democratic Party so hard, yeah, though, so it's like why would you this put him in that position? for Obama, wasn't he? <laughs> like I don't know. Yeah. When I was in college, yeah, he came he came to old state to to basically yeah get us to vote for Obama. So it's like, bro, he been down with the Dems since then. Like he ain't just gonna flip. Yeah, it it doesn't make sense because he was doing he was doing the Trump stuff, so like John Legend exactly. supporting you would look like he was supporting Trump yeah. when he's been a Democrat publicly this whole time. So it don't make sense for it. Yeah, I don't know where he was going with 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 that one. But you was comparing you said you was comparing it to like to the what was going on with Drake too. Well, the reason I said that is because now you got this whole. Um, Later, he read or read off his phone that he wanted to squash um, the beef between him and Drake. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, we're, I don't know, bro. I don't know how you feel about it. And I don't know how, like, the kind, the real Kanye stands really feel about it. But I'm kind of just watching it, like, eh, it just, I don't know. It just seems like a rerun of other things tried before. Like, I fell for it with you in the 50 Cent thing. Back mm-hmm. when on 106 and Park, I was engaged in that and I was arguing with people which album went better. You got me then, but you know, trying to recycle the same tactics probably. Um, because y'all just hyped it up so much, you just only focused on you know releasing your album around the same time that Drake was releasing his album. You know, what yeah, I'm saying? nobody ever looked at it like 
like I said, I th- I think when Kanye was talking about it on Drink Champs, I thought he was explaining it exactly the way I was seeing it. Where he was saying, all right, nobody really looked at it like it was really anything going to happen. It was just these two dudes. And, and you're doing stuff like he was talking about Drake was DMing girls that lived in his neighborhood. Like, like, <laughs> like, like, it's like stuff that only matters when y'all in the same social group type stuff. And he know how to, how to upset me. And it, it reminded me of like, having like we grew up with five with four brothers you know it was five of us you know what i mean and so like growing up if you wanted to upset mm-hmm. me like malcolm knew certain petty stuff to do that would upset me that nobody else would be aware of but i'm over here fuming <laughs> like mm-hmm. like y'all don't see what he doing to me right now mm-hmm. <laughs> like and so and like i think like kanye was like having to deal with that kind of stuff where it's just like Drake is doing stuff that he know upset me. And like, Travis Scott, you gotta say something about that. Like, you can't just let him say that on your song that he that you got with him. You can't let him threaten me on, on a song that you got with him because you know, like, you listening to that song, you know he talking to me. Like, you you gotta be the one to check him because I can't say anything because then I look bad type stuff. And so it's that kind of stuff going on where it's just like, the overarching thing is I don't think anybody ever thought it was like a present danger. So it felt like wrestling a little bit, yeah. <laughs> but watching that, watching that video of him with, uh, uh, I think that's Jay Prince, right? Mm-hmm. In the video. I don't know. He's like, he's like a dude. I keep on hearing his name. I, I don't know nothing about him really, but every time I see him, everybody looks shook around him. Like he looked like the ultimate, the King mobster or something. He he got some kind of power because Kanye just looked scared the whole time he was in that hot suit video saying mm. that promoting promoting that picture. But like a I don't know, maybe it's like a respectful scared. I don't know. But eventually I guess this leads to is Drake gonna show up at that concert and do it with him? And they're gonna perform the two biggest albums of the year together, as we said. And raise funds to to free uh that they've been trying to free. Ooh. I don't know. They doing they doing what they what they gonna do. They trying but, to free. Um, Larry Hoover. He was trying to get Trump to free him, and it didn't work out. He was trying to get what, Trump to pardon him. What has Larry Hoover done? Man, that's a whole nother. I guess the I'll give you the this. The cliff notes of what I know, because I don't know nothing about it. But supposedly he, this is like back in the eighties, seventies, or whatever. Uh, gang stuff. And he was like a, a leader at a at a GDs in Chicago. And so he'd been in jail for a long time because of whatever they got him for. And so Kanye's been working with with uh with his family, trying to get him free for some time now. They even got a part, a piece on the album where his son is like reading off a letter about dealing with his dad being gone his whole life. He was growing up thinking he was coming home. He still ain't got home and all that kind of stuff. What but, about the people that ain't got a dad? What about the other people that ain't got a dad, though? <laughs> I guess Kanye sees this as a bigger mission of like, he looks at him like a like a Black Panther Party leader. Like if he was to get free, the kind of the uh, things he could do 
if he was free on the streets, you know, to 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 lead and everything like that. I think he looks at it like a bigger mission like that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. yeah. That's a whole, you know, that's a whole nother thing. He's a billionaire, though, ain't he? He is. Can he do things with his billionaire powers? Why does he need somebody else to be free to make a difference? He's a billionaire. Oh, because he's not the leader of the GDs. So he's a billionaire, <laughs> though. Yeah, but that. Who's Elon the leader Musk of the GDs say, now? Huh? Who are the GDs? Who are, this is an episode. This is going to have to be a sub episode. Dude, Dustin, you're asking me questions I don't know, though. <laughs> like they they like I said, it's stuff where it's just like he sees something where he thinks he can make something happen. I have no clue what he think what he's seeing, but Makes more power decisive. to him. I just thought I but hey, like with the interview itself though, I thought it was dope that he was saying he was saying a lot of stuff where he was all over the place a little bit, but he was saying it was funny to see his uh his frame of mind and his state of mind. I don't know if you caught... No, you didn't watch it all, right? No. He was talking a little bit about not having a house. <laughs> and so he's just like talking about how he lives. He said his house is his bag. So like he's just traveling all the time and he's just counting on the fact that he knows somebody in every town he lands in that'll let them stay at his house. <laughs> so it was just funny the way he was explaining it. Funny to see how, how he thinks. Like, sounds a little bit like Jesus Crystal. Mm. 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 He said multiple times he's gonna get killed for the stuff he was saying on there. For real? <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, one one interesting part was when he started talking about one of the songs, he said uh he said Prince gave him gave him the song Jill. And the first time he said it, I didn't catch it. I took it literally. But he was saying he was saying it more spiritually. He's saying he's saying like the spirit of Prince gave him that song. And Kanye what was Prince, saying this? Yeah, what Prince stood for gave him that song. He was talking about Prince and how they did Prince and how they did Michael Jackson and everything like that. He was getting into his bag about that stuff, bro. And so I think he sees himself a certain way and he sees his mission a certain way. And he's aware of how people that are on those kind of missions are usually handled. So he's he was speaking it out. He's speaking it out loud. He's like, hey, if anything happened, y'all, you know, type of stuff, you know? <laughs> I get that, but then why? I don't know, bro. This is what I mean. Okay. This is what I mean about Kanye. If that's the case, then why are you giving Big Sean a hard time for wanting to start his own label? You throw him on the bus, and then now Big Sean is tweeting, talking about he owes him $6 million or something like that, and he said he's going to give him his master's. When I talk about, like, when we talk about, or kind of what Dave Chappelle, or Chappelle was talking about, when you know black folk get some money and then they still em- employ the same tactics Facts. of the capitalist society where it's like we still got to keep people underneath us. Facts. So it's like I, you can say like you, you feel this whole Michael Jackson Prince thing, but you're using the same tactics on your artists so that you can remain a billionaire. Facts. Facts. So where's, you know, where's the conviction? And I look, I mean, it's like two two ways you can think of that. I think it's like, Maybe there's some business going on we don't know about. Maybe he sure. has, yeah, maybe that's why Big know. Sean is, maybe that's why Big Sean is off of the label now, and he's got his own label because they they worked something out finally. But also, maybe there's stuff that's out of Kanye's control too. 
because uh, Kanye made it clear he don't read, so like he didn't read the contracts that he signed. He's he said he said Big Sean was never signed to me. He said he said uh he said we all signed to like the same people, like the same white people. So like it's like we signed to the he said Adventures or something like that. He's named something. But he's just like basically the way he was trying to explain it was it was out of my control at the end of the day. So like it's not like I'm holding Big Sean Masters holding Big Sean money. Like it's all he's it's not, all he's not incorrect. Yeah, and it's all like front we're facing. all signed. Yeah. <laughs> we have a social security <laughs> number. We're all signed. Uh, but but literally, like the labels, like Kanye was signed to somebody who was signed to somebody in the first place. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Kanye. So, so whoever was signed to Kanye was signed to somebody that was signed to somebody that was some, signed to somebody. Pyramid scheme type stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I get that. That makes sense. Kanye only has so much say in what kind of. Uh, control Big Sean has over his music and money that he's making, and everybody signed his city deals. So, so if he's a billionaire, I, I you say what? If he's a billionaire, Sean is he's a billionaire. He Six million dollars. What's stopping him from paying? Just that giving it to him. Debt. If he truly owes him six million dollars, and why is Big Sean only bringing it up now? Who, but I I don't know that I don't know that he said Kanye owed him six million. I'm sure yeah, he did. I read it today. Yeah. Somebody, somebody else commented and saying they spoke on it, and they was like Kanye owes Big Sean three mil, and then Big Sean responded. He said, "Nah, he owe me more like six mil." Yeah, I saw that, but that's all semantics too. I don't know if that if that you could take all that stuff literal. I'm Bro, gonna because it's cause I, yeah, because <laughs> that's all law at that at that point. It's just like nah, Kanye don't owe you that. This label owe you this, and this label is owned by this person who's owned by this person type stuff. So it's like. I don't know. At the end of the day, if I think, because even after the interview, uh, something came out where uh, Kanye and Big Sean talked and they they squashed it, or whatever, right? And they good, and they figured it out or whatever. So like, at the end of the day, if Kanye is worth this nine billion dollars that he claims he's worth, then at the least, Kanye is gonna be able to position Big Sean for some opportunities to make that money in some other form or fashion, because. Kanye's nine billion dollars is not off of music. Kanye's uh, nine billion dollars is off of like a whole bunch of other ventures outside of music. You know what I mean? And it's the same reason why Rihanna's not making music right now is because she's making so much money off of these, off of these panties and stuff and and makeup. Because it's like, why would I come back to some music when I'm making so much money off of this? Like, and I'm and Rihanna's probably signed to a, a shitty contract too, where she don't make no money off of her number one hits type stuff. So. Like, if Kanye is really worth what he's worth, and Big Sean is on the uh, in the new headspace that he and he been showing, uh, then Big Sean gonna make that money elsewhere anyway. So it's not even gonna matter in a matter of years for Big Sean, you know? Yeah, somebody owes him six million dollars a month. <laughs> uh, bro, when the mafia owe you six million dollars, you ain't gonna see that money anyway. <laughs> but yeah man so it's that was just that was just an interesting random ass you know series of events of occurrences of this whole Kanye finds peace with Drake but picks a fight with Big Sean but you're saying they've reconciled since the interview yeah I saw something that said that so but 
Kanye know. come out and do an apology standing next to <laughs> next to Janae Aiko. <laughs> yeah, he also he also uh, was talking a little spicy about Travis too in there in the uh, thing. He was talking about how you know how uh, you know I think they was asking him a whole bunch of back like pick between questions, right? Where it's okay. just like pick between this person and this person. He said pick between Kid Cudi and Travis, and he said, "Oh, Kid Cudi, because he made his whole." Travis stole this whole sound from Kid Cudi, type stuff. But like, you see what yes. I mean, though. That's that's my response. That's what I mean by that's not a petty. That's not pettiness. That's <laughs> just his personality. Yeah. Why is he unable to simply just compliment Kid Cudi for being an amazing artist instead of having to throw somebody under the bus? Because he obviously feels some type of way to Travis. Like with the Pusha T house. thing, he didn't say I'm choosing Pusha because Pusha this that and that. Right. He said right. Big Sean was just the worst decision of my life. Facts. 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 That's worse Facts. than me trying to kill my daughter. Facts. Facts. Like, yeah. you, you know what I mean? So why yeah. why can't he just be like, Cuddy because of this, because of the day and night, because of this, because of that? Like, why you got to just, why does somebody have to just be a, the, the villain? Because he obviously feels some type of way towards Travis right now. Because he, yeah. he answered some other questions, like you said, the other way. Where he bigged up the person that he bigged up yeah. and just kept it moving. But like, obviously, he went out of his way for Big Sean and Travis to say something. But he understands this is going to be Televised, talked about, and it's, sure. it's on the internet forever. You get what I mean? Sure. This ain't a one-on-one sure. one conversation. Breakfast I'm sure type of thing. If it's starting to feel like two. Uh, so just the logistics of this, right? Drink yeah. Champs is on, uh, as well as YouTube. It's on Revolt TV, right? Which is a, a TV network that's owned partly by Puff Daddy, by Diddy, right? So I'm sure there's some business interests in there for Kanye where he's like, I got some deals with this network, so I'ma make sure I, I'ma get y'all the ratings that y'all need to get type of thing, right? Because this is gonna be on Revolt, and it's gonna do numbers. And then, uh, the Sunday after that thing aired, they had a special Sunday service that was streamed on Revolt TV. Mm. And so, there's that business connection there. So I'm sure there's, you know, a little bit of that in the back of Kanye. Like you said, Kanye is always thinking in marketing terms and what's going to give views and numbers and too. But I don't know if you want to pivot to it now because uh, in the in the uh, in the Sunday service they had a, a moment where they dedicated like uh, one of the songs to the people that was lost in the Astro World Fest thing, and so that that was a whole thing in itself. Uh, I woke up Saturday, I believe. Yeah, Saturday morning for work. And the first thing I saw when I looked on Twitter was Astroworld was trending. And then I just saw, like, some. I saw, like, numbers of people had died. I didn't know. I was like, hold on, what? And then I saw Astroworld. Second day was, uh, day two was canceled. And... Started seeing videos of the chaos and all the craziness that was going on. And I don't know. I was caught off guard by it. It was uh it was crazy, bro. I don't know what you saw. How you came across it. No, you had posted it in the group chat and then I went down a rabbit hole for like the next ninety minutes. Yeah. Um, just reading stuff. 
watching videos, trying to read articles. Um, and it's funny because even even the prior or previous thirty minutes of this conversation, I get it. We are a society that we see comp, we see um, titles, you know what I'm saying, and headlines, and then we draw yeah. our conclusion off of that one sentence. Yeah, we already have our our conclusion and judgment because. We love celebrities. We love the people we see on TV, but we also love to see them fail as a society. Mm. It is what it is. You know what I mean? People people got the jealousy thing. Yeah. So it was like when I part of me going down the rabbit hole is seeing like it's so it's so crazy how quickly people jump to conclusions based off the little amount of information that we have. You know what I mean? Yeah. From it about based off of one little thirty second clip. It's just like, oh, he did this on purpose. This man is sacrificing people. This was on purpose, oh. you know. So it's like, did y'all like, did y'all always? And then they pulling up. I'm seeing people pulling up stuff from older concerts and stuff, just trying to make it look like this whole thing was just planned all along, you know. And it was like, I seen, I seen a few videos, and I'm not, I'm not, you know, saying that nobody's accountable. We don't. I'm just saying this. I don't know. Everybody's accountable, and that's all I'm saying is like, we love to make our conclusions without knowing all of the details, like who was in charge of planning this. Who would say when I seen a video of people working like when we go to a basketball game, right? Yeah. We go to a basketball game or a football game, it's not security with guns and shields to make sure we don't get in. It's normal people that work at the arena exactly letting us in. You get what I mean? That's yeah. what I seen was it was normal people and these kids started jumping, jumping the gate, Oof. jumping the, the guardrails and stuff and bum rushing. And the the guys that were working there, they were trying to fight fight off some people. And I'm like, I don't even know why. But it was only like two of them in the video I saw. One of the videos I saw. It was I like seen two about yeah four, but yeah, yeah, they were knocking people about. But I'm like, the people getting right up. But it's not you're not paid that that's type not of your money job, right? To defend not, the fort. Yeah, you're not, not a soldier. So, so that's what I mean. Like we can't we can't condemn them and say, you know, it wasn't enough for them or they weren't professional enough. It's like. People people made made a bad decision by bum rushing it. They were wrong for for sneaking in or stealing their way in. Well, check this out. And making it over. So here's why that 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 part is like it's like that's that's where you can pinpoint a few people that to be held accountable for this stuff, right? It's because yeah. uh, I have a friend that went two years ago to Astro World to the to this Astro World Fest in Houston, right? And she was telling me, you know, she had bought a ticket, but she saw all the people that had broke down the fence and got in and just went into the fest for free and stuff, right? So that was yeah. something that people were aware of going into this, that, something that happened two years ago. People knew coming into this how easy it is to just break down the fence and get in and nobody going to do nothing about it. So like, to the point where we was kind of making plans. We was like, yo, we, we was like, yo, when the Astro World Fest come this year, we might we might go. And we might not even pay. We might just just bust in with everybody else and be like, be through there and just you know experience and see see how it go, right? Like it was like that well known. It was, it was that blatant. Yeah, it was that blatant that people. It wasn't like when you were going there. You're saying like, if people went there two years ago and they went there this year, they would have known that there were people breaking in from like hundred percent, like a secret where a few people uh, no, got in. And even worse than that, here's the other part, like. I should pull this up before I say it, probably, but I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a little reckless, I guess. But there was like a, tw- a tweet from Travis that even encouraged that the morning of, like we, we want to let the Ragers oh. in type stuff, right? 
So like Travis is even aware of this and his brand is aware of this type of stuff. What was that? Did he delete it or something? Uh, possibly. Let me see. You're making me be responsible right now. I just wanted to be uh, uh, reckless, but he yeah, was deleting a lot of. Integ- we must have integrity. <laughs> Next conversation. Not recording. Nah, we not. We just talking. But yeah, while you're looking that up, though, um, even if, though, right, even if you're going there and you're like, there's a possibility, there is a chance that people are going to break in. You you don't go there thinking that it could have turned into that. Not at where, all. Where it was that packed, where you couldn't. No. People were saying, if your hands were up in the air, they were stuck, you couldn't put them down. If your hands were right. down to your side, you couldn't lift them up. And yeah. half the time, you were being moved around. By other people, by the force of other people, yep. you started. It's almost like being in an ocean. My bro, my other bro, he showed me a video yesterday of these, you know, these kids on the ground, calling nine one one on their cell phones, and they were just trapped down on the ground. Like, imagine just being stuck down, not even being able to stand up to get, you know, air and stuff. Like, yeah, I would have had a panic attack, bro. So I was just thinking the same thing. I don't like I being around t- a lot of people. I would start punching. Like, yeah, it, it would have got crazy. So just imagine that and that and mixed with all the drugs and whatever else you was on at the time. But yeah, he said, uh, he said, nah, we still sneaking the wild ones in. So yeah, uh, that was, that was facts. He did say that that morning. And that so, could be cryptic though. That could mean, you know, wild, wild ones could mean a whole bunch of things. Yeah. Sneaking. If you know, you know if I mean? that's one of those, if you know, you know, type of things where it's just like. He's he's giving permission to the Rangers because he's always encouraged the Rangers to go crazy type of stuff. He's always encouraged the mosh pits. He's always encouraged knocking down the barriers, jumping over the barriers. He's always been that artist. He has that track record. So it's like ain't ain't much secrets behind what you know that kind of cryptic. Tweet. Well, I mean, even if you if even if one argues that right, mm-hmm. and I'm just I'm just gonna play the other side, I guess. If one argues that and you hire this man. Or you allow this man to use your venue, and you know he has this history of doing that. Is it not your responsibility to have extra? Yeah, for sure. That's what I'm saying. Security it's, it's, then? All these people, all these people are held accountable. I was just, yeah, I was just pointing out that like that's one thing that could have easily been fixed in the last two years, right? Is to make that barrier more, or to make that more sustained, or you know, sustained from getting knocked down. <laughs> or having more security, whatever it took, having more reinforcement behind the fence to keep it from getting knocked down. If you wanted to stop that, because it's just it was an open secret type of thing. Is all is all I was pointing out with the with the fences at least. Yeah. So you have you have that, and then you have the fact that it was uh oversold in the first place for the capacity. So like they oversold the tickets in the first place. So you're gonna have even if nobody's uh. Broken, he was gonna have too many people in that. So I see, bro. Place. I seen, I seen something like that, and I looked up on it, and I kind of, I came across the fact checker that said that mm-hmm. was false. So I don't uh, know if you're referring to what, what I seen. That's what I mean by we see these things or people tweet stuff, and we just take it for face value. I seen some woman, um, tweet or post actually on IG that it could only hold seventy five k, and they sold a hundred thousand. So I looked it up, and that that place can hold up to two hundred thousand people capacity. Mm. So I was like, eh. You know, but that's what I mean by like some people just, you know, 
I don't know if the article, I didn't go to the actual website of the building and fact check though. So maybe that article right. that I read could have been wrong, but it was basically kind of like a, you know, what's the capacity of the thing? That's kind of what I, what I Googled. Right. Um, but regardless, man, it's, it's, I, whether they did that or not, I don't, I don't know if you can get away with that. Legal, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, have, have, there, have there ever been a venue that they're going to allow you to sell more tickets than what it can hold? That seems like that's against fire code. <laughs> yes. You know right. what I mean? So that just that's doesn't sound like too. that's possible, bro. I feel like that's a stretch, and they just trying to kick kick a person when it's down. It's like, you're trying to convict somebody or something. There's enough evidence, I guess, and just use what, what's available, but we don't have to go out of our way to try to demonize an event that happened yeah. in our currency. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. It seems like it seemed like uh, 2020 vision. Looking back, it seemed like there was a lot of points where the authorities could have stepped in and just stopped the festival before it got to nine o'clock. You know, uh, and that's the weird. That's the weird part to me, is that you can't just hold one person accountable when there was this many signs for all the different people that had uh, power to stop it. To stop it and and the whole show went on. You know what I mean? Like they could have they could have stopped it halfway through the set when they realized there was too many people pressing to the front. They could have stopped it before Drake came out. So you would think if nine one one are getting these calls and they send people there, then the authorities just would shut down the show. You know what there I mean? There was an ambulance driving through the through the audience. Like you would have thought that would have been a good time to say, Hey, maybe we should stop <laughs> if there's an ambulance coming through here. I wonder what this what this means though for future things because part of me feels like although this happened here, realistically this could have happened at any concert, even nice. though he has the record, the track record, and everything. These type right. of things could have happened at any concert, and people pass out at concerts. This All is the nothing time. new. It's been All happening, you know. So this kind of shows me more so if you don't have your logistics together or the staffing together or anything like that in order how easily something can turn into the, these type of disasters. And it's almost like we take for granted um, when things are done correctly. You know what I mean? Yeah. I ain't gonna say we take granted. We pay money. No, we do. We, we pay do. money, though. So we expect, I'm paying all this money. I expect to be safe. I expect sure. to, to leave this concert with my life for sure. intact, you know? For sure. I'm not going to say we take it for granted. But you, don't leave, you don't leave the festival that you went to and just be like, whew. Glad I didn't, didn't think die. I was going to make it out of there. Yeah, you just, but, like but you said, we crazy. take it for granted. It was getting crazy. They were saying, I seen, I remember they started posting pictures of a couple of guys that they were like, these people were giving out laced drugs. They said somebody was injecting people <laughs> with something Man. to cause chaos. You're saying. hearing all kinds of crazy stuff. Bro. Yeah. So, I don't know what's true. I don't know what's true. Once either. again, this can happen at any. It wasn't like this man just had this Travis concert. Or Travis Scott concert circuit on his calendar, like okay, I got the drugs ready. This is my this right. is my plan. You know what I mean? Right. It's no, like literally, like a couple of weeks ago, they just had Rolling Loud and uh, J Cole was like one of the headliners, and he was performing in in like a in like a hurricane type rain, and just kept going. Like something bad could have happened there, but mm-hmm. we dodged a bullet there. Nothing bad went happened there, but like that that was you could have looked at it and be like, that's a good reason to stop the show. If it's raining like this, you know what I mean? But they yeah. kept it going and nothing bad happened, luckily. But like this is the risk you take when we go to these to these festivals, I guess. We're just putting ourselves out there for these kind of uh situations and dangers, right? You know what I do think is amazing though? Um, that all these people were gathered in this capacity and 
there's no well i'm I'm not gonna say there's no, but it's just like reported covid spikes seem like they don't exist anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah, because even though there's vaccinations, I doubt everyone there was vaccinated um and then if there's evidence that even you can be vaccinated, you can still spread it or carry it or whatever you know um and then you got the thing of you gotta be covid tested um up what seventy two hours or something like that before the event. But if you got people breaking the wall, it wasn't still showing their COVID tests before they hopped yeah. on the wall. You know what I mean? They weren't like I'm, I'm good, gonna break though, I'm, I'm, good. A, I'm gonna bust in for free, but I'm still gonna go get COVID tested first. Right. You know what I mean? So it's just interesting that people can still gather in, in these large um you know crowds and yeah. we're we're not seeing maybe it is. Like I said, I'm not watching the Houston news to check the COVID cases there like that. But you know what so I mean? I want you to look up I want, I want you to look up his uh his new his newest song that just came out. Go look at it. Go look at his uh album art real quick. So I want you to see it. Cause this was one thing that like raised my eyebrows before because this he released this before the shows. Uh this What's was like the song called the Friday. It was uh called it was two songs. One is called Mafia and the other one is called Escape Plan. So these are two new two new singles off of his uh upcoming album called Utopia, right? And so we've been waiting for this album for a long time. Like at least two years it feels like we've been we've known the title of this album, it feels like, right? Uh, and which so one should I look at? Just the just the album album cover. Because they're both it was the same album cover for both. So when you see it. That's uh, you see it yet? Explain it to me, and then I'll know if I'm looking at it correctly. So it's uh, it's his face, but it's like with bat ears, and it says the, like this right here. Yeah, all right. I so it says here. I've seen this a few days ago. It says the true do the true dystopia is here, and so like for all those uh, all those like conspiracy theories we started seeing of. Oh, this was a blood sacrifice and everything like that. Like when I started seeing those, I was thinking back to seeing this, yeah, this album cover, and I was just like, man, that's hella creepy to go in tandem with this because the album that's coming out is called Utopia, but then you got this this newspaper clipping, which I I kind of kind of find as a parody of a or it's a it's in a it's a reference to this other thing. Yeah, I seen the other the thing. tabloid of the Bat Boy um, in a yeah. cave, which is fake, obviously. Or it was a, it was a fake tabloid that was made up, but a lot of people believed it all over America and everything like that. You know how it goes back in the day. Uh, but it's over here talking about the dystopia is here, the true dystopia is here. And I was like, that don't go necessarily in hand with utopia. <laughs> Why is this dystopia all of a sudden? And then it says, "Who knows what lies beneath the surface." When the when the end arrives, it's really the beginning. All this cryptic stuff, like that, don't sound too good. When Let's you talk add to about that, though. Let's add to huh? that. Let's add to the stage and the, the the dove being on fire at the beginning of the performance. The, the fact that the stage was a um inverted cross. You know what I mean? Like all was, these other things. Was it an inverted cross? Yes. Oh, I thought it was a mountain. So it was a mountain. No, though. like no, the stage it was design. It was the, oh the stage. Okay. Yeah, the stage. From but the, the backdrop was a mountain. Correct. 
with the whole. I it looked like I mean the top of like looking at the top of a volcano maybe right. Is that what these or yeah, or like? just being in hell like the, like the guy said. I mean my thing is this we we really try to justify or or deny. It's crazy how we can go out of our way to be like this ain't some satanic shit when it's like they're going out of their way to make it satanic, right? Because like every time we watch certain war shows, we'd be like, why the fuck does everything have to be black leather and hooded shit and all this so demon, specific. You know, satanic shit? It don't so got specific shit to do with the song. Shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, is that is that the only form of entertainment? I get it back in the day with rock and roll and heavy metal. That was kind of a thing. But it's like, y'all talk about love and positivity and all this shit. But then the content that you're putting out is the exact opposite. It's violence, rage, and yeah. drug use, and just a whole bunch of shit that more so goes goes along with, um, you know, worldly shit. I'll just I'll put it that way. You yeah. Know? Um, and so I want to add some credence to that theory, right? Yeah. Just be, just from the from the perspective of if you're a Travis Scott fan, right? So I I've been a fan of uh, Rodeo. I love that album. I was a fan of uh, Astro World that album, right? And so, me and a few other like Travis Scott fans that I had talked to, I have I had this feeling that with his next album, there's like this this low bar, there's low expectation coming up. It's just like it feels like he's done everything musically that he can do to excite us. And so there's really nothing like that I'm looking. Like I feel like he's gonna. The only thing he can do is make a bad album, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I like compare it to like the Migos were the biggest thing for like a seven year stretch, it felt like, right? But they released their newest album like this year, Culture 2 or something, right? And it didn't do anything. It didn't like make any they impact. They broke up, you think? You know, when they kind of broke up and did their own thing? I don't want to get into like analyzing okay, yeah. why That's it was, but I just want to compare it just because. We know how big Migos was when they was when Culture One came out. Yeah. But for when Culture Two comes out, it didn't you it didn't have that same magic, basically. Right? Like straightening did what it did, but like outside of that, not much magic to it. And I felt the same was about to happen with Travis, where it's just like, yeah, he was gonna put out something that was high quality production, sound like Travis. Got you hype maybe. It was like you heard it, but yeah. And he was like, "Yay!" But it just felt like something. It was going. It was going clunk. So, like, if he feels the same way, it's a good reason to do what these conspiracy theorists are saying he does. He does with this, with this uh, Astrofest thing, where he's whatever, whatever you're doing, uh, communicating with these dark forces. To get the desired result that you want, the riches that you want out of them, you know what I mean. Something you sold to the devil to get whatever you, you know, yeah. you know how it go. Because now he wants he wants this album, next album to be impactful. You know what I mean. And that's so from my perspective, that's what it feels like to me is happening. Hmm. Well, good luck though, because now it's gonna be pretty hard to to perform when they done when Live Nation done. Exile. What at what cost? Severed. It's gonna be a great album that I can't perform Severed anywhere. All ties. Severed right. all ties. Um Yeah, everybody's gonna want to separate themselves because that he takes all the blame. I'm sure they're gonna try to make it 
so that Travis is to blame and not Live Nation legally. We have to take all the fall and he has to, you know what I mean? I'm sure they're going to try to do that. Yeah. But, um, it was, it was really crazy seeing the images of like, you know, kids on the ground and just purple, purple faces. Man. Like, yeah. People was really passing out, you know what I mean? And you get two sides. I mean, I'm not even going to say two sides. You get a lot of different sides because there was one video I seen and they were showing they were showing Travis um, singing as they were carrying out a, a, a passed out concert goer. And then there's another video that was like, there's always two sides to every story. And it's showing him stop the concert. Yeah. Saying that somebody passed out and telling security and, you know, EMS or whatever to get there, telling people to move out the way. Right. And making sure that that person got taken out safely. And it, it's those both were the same videos. It's just the, the, the first video I seen was a shorter video. Right. And so when you see the shorter video, you get this perspective like, yo, this shit look creepy as hell. He's just floating over this fan, this audience. Singing. Staring down at this fan. Yeah, and singing, but staring exactly in the area. But then you see on the other video, that's the exact fan he was trying to save their life. That's fact. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, so that's, that's why I mean. It's like, the, why you, the conspiracies and stuff are fun to entertain. Yeah. Um, it's like, do I really, truly, truly believe that this was a big sacrificial ritual type thing? I don't know. I think that, I don't know. I just say I it's, don't it's know. hard to argue no when you're going out your way to have flames and upside down crosses and in this satanic theme of right dying and going to hell and see you on that side. Like, it's hard to say you're not about that shit because then why are you including it? I don't go to Chick-fil-A and they be on some satanic shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But they'd be like, we're Chick-fil-A. We represent Christian morals and we're closed on Sunday. Like you said, especially when it's unnecessary. Like It's not like you're singing about this, this shit, but it yeah. has to be a part of your aesthetic for some reason. Yeah. So, But I'm, I just wanted to point that out, that some of the stuff that was being shared, um, he did, you know, stop the show. Yeah. Um, but when it gets dark, and all you see is cell phones. You don't know what the hell's going on in the audience. You got in, you got in ears in. You hear your music. It's loud. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You hear. Um. Uh, I'm sure you you hear other stuff too. Like depending on how they they show is set up. So I don't. And think the shooting some bell. As an okay. artist, once you once the start, once the show get going, your job is to keep the energy going. Yeah. Like that's all he thinking about. So like it's not on him once the show starts to, to yeah try and figure out when to stop and kind of everybody because like safe he, out there. Yeah, people make people make fun of the thing where he was like, uh, he's like, put your middle finger in the air if if you uh, if you are all right, right? Because he was talking, he was like seeing that people's passed out, but like, as the MC, your job is the MC. Like that's an MC move to do that, right? To get everybody back on one accord and back in rage mode, so that we can get the energy where it needs to be. So that's you could see he was in a zone. You know what I mean? Even the cameraman, bro. There was a um video. Of this girl, she she actually wrote a long post. I read it. Um, and she ended up being the same girl that in one of the videos. I don't know if you've seen it. She had on like white. She climbed up on the cameraman. Trying to stop to the cameraman. Get... Yeah, but it's like, look, the cameraman and people are saying that cameraman deserves to be fired. He's responsible for these people. And it's like, nah, nigga, this man has headphones on. He's right. there to do a job. He probably thinks these these kids are crazy and they're trying to party. It's a that... live stream too. You gotta yeah. give. Him, you gotta add that part because he's doing a live stream and his he has a live stream job. So people is in his ears, producer in his ears, telling him yeah. where to point the camera. You know what I mean? He's got a whole yeah, bunch yeah. going on. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, when you when you get a 
a teenager running up on you trying to take over the camera, you're not thinking somebody's in danger. You're thinking like these kids are out here being crazy. She's probably drunk or something. That's what I'm saying. So it's like we're so quick to to start judging situations that for one we weren't there. You know what right. I mean? We we don't get two sides. Like let's get the cameraman's point of view and seriously be like, yo, what did you think was going on when this girl climbed up on your platform and tried to you know get you right. to stop the show or whatever? Could you hear her? No, you probably couldn't because you had your headphones on. And it was loud. How could you? Could you read her lips? No, it was probably dark. You know what I mean? And you had a job to do. And you're not you're not anticipating that in the back of your mind either. So yeah, if if something goes wrong, I, people normally come to me to save the day. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm not the person that they would come to. No, right. No, but once again, you know, we we like to demonize, and that's all I'm saying is like that's the kind of what makes me annoyed with certain things. You know, we'll 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 we'll, we'll create a an argument amongst each other from viewing a video. Yeah. Or arguing amongst each other online from viewing a video that had nothing to do with neither of us was there. So that makes you me know? that makes me uh, that makes me think about this then. Have you you seen it so he wrote Travis Scott wrote an apology on Instagram in the story and then he also did a video. Well he, he wrote it on Twitter I guess and then he I also did a video in his this. Instagram. Yeah when he was and so I knew when it happened I was like man it's gonna be tough it's a tough crowd already. They already on Travis' head about how he handled it while it was going on. It's gonna be tough to like apologize properly for this. Yeah. And so the video, the video he did post, everybody making fun of because <laughs> he looked like he trying to like fake emotion. Uh, to like people are perceiving it as he's like faking emotion. Uh, he ain't really sad. He went by, right back to his mansion right after he cut the video off. He did it with a filter on. <laughs> like, all these things. So, like, it was. is there a, is there a way to apologize in that moment? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. You have to do it because it's the thing to do. Because if you don't say anything, then they're going to be like, he didn't even post the video to show her. Right. Remote. He was in like, a lose-lose no, situation. There's no so way of it to win. Because with mob mentality... And there's so many people that are going to have opinions. I don't know. I just remember the reason I went down a 90-minute rabbit hole is because I'll watch a video, and then I'm reading the comments, and then somebody will comment something, and that one comment will have, like, 30 responses. And these, <laughs> these people done broke into arguments. So yeah. it's like they're not even talking about the topic. Now it's just ego versus ego. Yeah. You know, going and insulting each other now. Like, I'm smarter than you. I'm smarter than you. I, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, stuff like yeah. that. And it just gets silly, but... That's this is that's that's our society right now. So I mean, like you said, people are making jokes um, of the video of his apology video, you know. And if it is sincere, instead of honoring, you know, people that that lives were lost and stuff, they're they're making memes of it, you know, for 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 likes and retweets and shit like that. In, so, in my opinion, he said he said all he could say in that moment because he addressed. He said he said uh. You know, he felt bad for all the, all the people that was lost. He, they're looking to contact the families right now, yeah. and he's trying to help and assist in any way that he can. So, like, I don't think there was much more he could have said in that video that he didn't say. Like, he's, I mean, he's in a, yeah, like I said, it felt like he was in a tough situation, too. That's another thing. See, look, you were just told that um, 300 people were injured and 11 people died and potentially more could have died. You're just told this and you're expected to be composed and yeah. talk or, or did you want, did you, are you expected to be crying? 
How do I wrap my head around that? Right. I'm supposed to process all these emotions. Them them tears is fake. He just he put some eye drops in his eye. Like some people are gonna feel that way. I'm not buying it. You know. So I think like the end of the day, if it's it's have they never seen somebody that's like actively processing emotion? (laughs) Like somebody said that. I read somebody say that. Like when I'm stressed, I I rub my forehead so I can. You know what I'm saying? He he was. How do you wrap your head? Imagine as a human being wrapping your head around the fact that you just performed as something that killed eight people. Like, nigga, I'm not going to process that. In imagine day. getting pulled over by a cop for speeding 20 miles over over the speed limit and knowing you're about to get a $300 ticket. Imagine what you feel from that insignificant event. Like, if you feel some way from that, the stress from that, knowing that you're going to get fined $300 and it's going to mess up your insurance and stuff, like, that little stress that you feel from that, now, you you are... You are just starting, like you said, you're just having your event that this is something you, it's really, what, his second time doing it? Cause last at year, least. It might be his third, but at least his second time. Okay, yeah. so this is his second or third time doing it. This is his event, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, and then people people died. Um. And then, once again, not just people died, not to make it a selfish thing, but let's be real. He thought he, he I'm about to get kicked off of, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to tour again, probably. Bro, it's his whole brand. Like you said, it's all yeah. tied into his whole brand and his whole business that he has because everything plastered his name. Astroworld is his brand. You know, Astroworld yeah. Fest is his brand. He's promoting Utopia. His new album is supposed to be coming out. This is supposed to be the setup for everything that, and you know, there's a bunch of business things. It's a live stream with, uh, I think it was Apple Music. I'm not sure, but whoever it was. So there's that business there. It's like, this is a whole big thing. It's set off. A whole bunch of business things, so I'm sure he got that on his mind. All the all the uh, stuff that comes from that, but they're gonna re- they refunded everybody that went to the fest and mm. are offering. Uh, I thought they offered like a uh, free month on this therapy app for anybody that went there and and uh, you know, are experiencing any trauma from it. But even that came with a little bit of back little uh, backlash from. Once again, so, you can't you can't please. So I saw right? I saw in particular I saw one dude, uh, like who's actual like therapist and had a has his own website break down uh how that could be problematic what he's doing. Uh but you know, it's a it's a whole nother, it's a whole it's a whole whirlwind of things happening really quick and trying to process in real time. I don't know the, the the right answers for all that stuff, but it's like we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. <laughs> we will. Yeah. I did want to uh, like see if you saw the uh, Silk Sonic video yet. Mm-mm. I'm not a fan. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? You for real ain't seen it? Oh my gosh. I'm not gonna watch you don't talk about right. Probably Bruno and Anderson, probably. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Bro, they killed it. You gotta you gotta see it. I don't want to. You, how you not a fan? What do you mean? You I'm just a hater? For no reason? No, it, it's it's like it's so many music videos that have dropped that I haven't watched. There's so many songs that have been put out that I haven't listened to, so it's like I get it, they're popular and people like them and they make good music, but I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be like checking for them and stuff. I don't listen to them. 
Well, that's, that doesn't make me a hater. It does because they put. I'm not going out of my way to not listen to it. I'm not going out of my way to watch it. That's what it's, start, it's starting to feel like. We're we're starting to feel like that as as Sonic Hive. We're not we're not we're not appreciating yeah. that you're not supporting. Bro, it. here's here's what's gonna happen. Okay, uh-huh. I'm gonna be somewhere because this is how this is how I like to enjoy music personally. And I think if you go to episode one, yeah, or episode two, I said this. I'm gonna yeah. be somewhere and the song's gonna come on. I'm gonna be like, yo, what is this? And then if I like it, I'm gonna check out the video, and I'm gonna be like, yo, this is dope, and I'm gonna be talking about it for a week, right? Yeah. Same thing with Knife Talk. Like, it took me a while. I didn't even check out Kanye or Drake's album, and then I checked it out when I got around to it. So. I'll get around to it. What well, a Knife Talk video drop. Did you watch that? I'm about to watch it right now. I didn't even know. You told me. Right, you told cool, me it cool. was about to drop. Cool. We, let's pause it real quick so you can watch it. And we're going to come back and talk about these. Just in case. Just in case we start. So, remember that story I, gotta I was telling you? What happened? Remember that story I was telling you? The saga. Uh, oh, the one off here. Yeah. So, all right. No, so you're not. How it started. <laughs> <laughs> Take us to the next level. Take us to the next level. Here's our here's our picture. <laughs> this is her. Here's her at. <laughs> Where she worked. Oh shoot! Let's go. Let's go. Good day, man. It's a good day. It's a it's Thursday. It's been a good week. Man, um, it's been out of wild news. Man, just life though. Good news. Life is great. Yesterday was a beautiful day. Why is that? It just was. I um I had to go to to the I don't know, I don't even know what's the considered Gwinnett County anymore. I used to, I don't know why I used to call it Northside. It's really not the north side at all. But I had to go there, and I ended up just, you know, going to some spots where I used to hang out. Wait, when that's not Northside, I consider it Northside as an outsider. Am I wrong? We thought it was because of 85 North. That's the only reason why I did it. But it's not. I mean, it's, it's north of Atlanta. It's not. I mean, it kind of it's like northeast, though. Northeast, like, I guess. Yeah, like um, Buckhead is north of Atlanta. Marietta is north. Of Atlanta, you know what I mean. So what you saying? Gwinnett's not north. I bet Mm-mm. it don't count. It's too north. It's northeast. It's too. It's too north. East of north. You know. Dang. But yeah, man, I went. I went there and you know went to some parks and just enjoyed. Enjoy the day because we don't get too many. <laughs> we're not gonna get too many of these. The rest of the year, you know. The nice weather, right? Our, our days are not these type of days are numbered until we have to wait for spring. But bro, I was outside just enjoying it. It was lovely. That's good. That's good. It makes man, it's, it's it's needed, dude. It's it's like we about to see a lot of clouds and rain and cold, like you know, depressing. I was about to say that, but I didn't want to say it. <laughs> it's, it's true. We know the data. The the, the studies are out. Winter depresses people. Ain't yeah. Nothing to be ashamed of. It's fucking depressing. We need sunlight. Sunshine. So we like we're officially in fall right now, right? Yeah. But it feel, it's been feeling like winter to me already. Yeah. Cold is cold, right? I mean, yeah. What what temperature? 
defines fall versus winter. I'm like, bro, it's in the fifties. Like, but a vibe, the vibe, the vibe has been feeling very wintry already. Is what I'm getting at. It's like it didn't, doesn't feel like fall vibe. That mm-hmm. makes sense. I just feel like it's went straight to winter. But maybe the weather has something to do with it. I feel like the cold just makes me not want to do nothing anyway. Yeah. So it's all the same once it gets below sixty. Facts. That's what I'm saying. Like, cold is cold. I don't be like, it's cold, but if it was 10 degrees colder, it would kill me. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, fuck, it's cold. Let me get let me get it. Sorry. I was talking I was talking to Viney and them when they, when they was in town about it. I was like, I was like, I think uh, moving out here, I done, I done got, like, bougie with, like, my cold now. Like, <laughs> Kansas cold is different, way, way oh, yeah. different, because it's like, we get freezing cold on the regular, yeah. 30, 30 and below. And with wind, but when I got out here, I got like anything below seventy. I started getting a little. <sighs> What's going on? What's going on yeah, out here? This is uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't know why it is. It's not like we live in California or something. My life isn't threatened. I won't. I surely won't die from this type of coldness. But it's uncomfortable. Right. <laughs> it's very uh inconvenient right now. All right, all right. All right we're back. Man, so Dustin, you finally from a break. got to watch both of the videos. Got to watch, watch both of the videos. Knife Talk first. Knife Talk. Yeah. What'd you think of Knife Talk? What'd you, th- what'd you think of Knife Talk? First? I had a cooler music video in my imagination, so. It didn't It didn't live up to what you had in your mind? I don't know what the hell they were trying to get across with this. Bro, it was Shit. all over the place. But it was like, use the old, old movies, old clips from movies. That it was seen. just poorly edited, though. I was like, y'all just using Instagram filters to put the mouse on, over them and trying to make them match the beat and stuff. I, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like <sighs> this is why I say, bro, when y- y'all, when you was trying to compare him to Michael Stop. Jackson, a oh, month ago, this is exactly what I mean. I'm not, I'm not seeing some, I'm not being inspired by these things. Like you're not giving me something that's like, dang, I never, like, how'd you come up with this? I'm kind of like, oh, okay. That's what you decide to do with this. You know, that's the direction y'all decide to go with, with this video. So, right. You know, <laughs> Guess it's done now. Eh? Guess I won't watch it again. Like I listen <laughs> to the song on repeat. You know, I'm not gonna watch the video again. I was just like, this is whack. Ain't no girls in here dancing. I feel like he was disappointed that the editing didn't editing didn't get done before Halloween because they had to release it like November fourth or something. I don't know why people are <laughs> like saying to. Feel like he was trying to release it by Halloween because he had some Chucky vibes in there. He's Drake. Drake was. I'm telling you, Drake I didn't get the cartoon to- stuff, bro. Like the. I didn't get the cartoon stuff. That's what he wants really to get back me. to acting so bad. He wants y'all to let him act so bad. He's ready to leave this rap stuff. But he was he was channeling his character, trying to trying to be a evil slasher or something. That's what he thought he was. Scream. But he was trying. I mean, I feel like just because the title is Knife Talk, y'all didn't have to just make it about knives. To me, the song when I listen to the song is it has nothing to do with knives. You know what I mean? Other than the fact that back in the day, if people That's were fighting with guns, I guess they was pulling out switchblades or something like that. You know what I mean? That's the only thing. Gang stuff. That's you know what I mean? Gang but it's like shit. y'all just y'all just leaning too hard on just making the video full of knives instead of it being about gangs. Yeah, it looked it looked like a purge. Uh, it's the point. Video. Like they were standing outside the the houses with the ring camera. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. a knife. It looked like a purge video. 
But that's what I'm saying. See, for me, when I seen when I hear nighttime, it's this old movie called uh let me see what it's called. Wait, it'd be like Warriors come out and play in New uh, York. I know you're talking about. I don't know the name of Like the that's name. that's when I think about with um yeah, it's called the Warriors. That's what I think about when I when I was thinking about gang shit. Like back in the day when they was so street they gangs, came out dressed like that on some like Yeah, bro, shit. like it should have been hard. <laughs> but y'all wanted to fucking, I don't know what the fuck. I I just don't understand where they went with this. <laughs> you know what's happening? Like you know what's really happening? What? It's people are so creative on YouTube and Instagram and TikTok now mm-hmm. that they're doing more impressive stuff with their with their budgets. It's hard to compete with that. These yeah. people than these people are doing with million dollar budgets. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what's starting to happen. So I'm not I'm just not impressed anymore by stuff. As I as I would have been back when 106 and Park was on. It's hard to compete with that stuff. It's a fact. But so I'm not trying to be on no hater stuff. But that's why I mean I appreciated the the Silk Sonic simple one shot thing with or you know one one uh scene thing they just on on stage performance and they just got the choreography and they sense of humor. And so, Bruno Mars, yeah, Bruno Mars and, and the Silk Sonic band, they they have a formula. They under that's the thing. They know what they are. They know what they're presenting. That was the yeah. difference in, in watching that video and then watching the Silk Sonic one. Was like they know what story they were trying to tell, what they were trying to give us with the video. They thought about the video before recording it and rehearsed it and stuff before just pushing oh, that, record. That 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 this bitch was pulled off flawlessly both times, <laughs> both times for the transition. And then when uh Andrew, Anderson Pack committed to dying on the floor, I appreciated that. <laughs> and then he got up, <laughs> smooth, just a smooth like all the I have a question though, just, like simple and well executed. Bruno looked kind of small in the video, bro. He is small. He's small. He's small dude. He like Prince. He's a small dude. He's skinny like that. Okay. Yeah. Be concerned nowadays because you know that was shit caught us off guard. So, oh, but don't speak that. But somebody did say like. Everybody out here, you know, making lean music and uh, Silk Sonic bringing back the cocaine music. So <laughs> you got that going for it. It's like they they channeling that vibe. And they had Boosie Collins at the beginning. He's narrating the whole album. <laughs> so you got that going for it too. Just to set the vibe right. Hey, I'm I'm excited, bro. They album coming out this and today's Thursday, so it's coming out tomorrow. I'm looking forward to that. I've liked all the songs so far. What's up, man? We we so. we spent a, a a good time on this podcast today discussing music and, and almost an hour and a half talking yeah. all music. But um, you know, we also like sports, and we are also very very passionate about sports. We also like sports, and there's two there's two things happening right now. I'm gonna start with the NBA because breaking. Oh, I thought it was gonna break news for no. the NFL because I think that's more we'll, exciting. We'll come back to the NFL. You I got to start it. With the NBA because I got it. on gold and you got on purple. And I want to talk about how this Russell Westbrook experiment is not taking. Is not. Is not picking up yet. Let's let's what talk about t- it. Let's do it. I want to catch you off guard. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. Don't make me do this. Don't make me do this. I want to like. Let's give me the I'll, delusion that it's gonna work out. It's going to work out. So I, I told you at the beginning, I don't even want to talk about this because I told you at the beginning of the season, we got to give me 20, give me 20 games and then we can see where we're going from there. 
Are they gonna uh, make it to game twenty? But everybody been LeBron injured. Sends them back to Oklahoma. Everybody been injured, so they got half the team is injured right now. So we can't even really get a full scope of what this team is supposed to look like until they get healthy in the first place. So, so here's my analysis. I'm not overreacting. I'm a Russell Westbrook fan. Yes, still am. It's painful to watch right now. Yes, it's 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 a like Russell Westbrook haters are having a time of their life right now because he's giving them plenty to to laugh about and talk shit on them about. So. Yeah, I gotta sit. I gotta sit and take that right now. I ain't gonna fight it because at the end of the day, I know what's gonna look like at the end, and I ain't worried about you. Because no Curry is over here just looking like that's the what I want to talk about in the world. Thank you. I want to talk about that because the Warriors look amazing right now, and I was I I think I had told you this on on here. We was talking about it a little bit but when the season started. I was like, people look like sleeping on what the Warriors are about to do, but even I didn't think it's gonna look this together, not this fast, because. What they're doing is they got, yeah, Steph is going crazy. MVP top three, Draymond is doing his thing. Uh, MVP MVP Iguodala is back, and, He's back, and it's showing because everybody looks like they know where to be when those two, when either him or Draymond are on the court, because they run in the offense, and then you got these du- these new dudes coming out of nowhere looking good. Like Jordan oh, yeah. Poole is making me question like. Where's Clay Thompson going to fit when they come back? Because he looked like he's scoring enough. And then you got Gary Payton's son, Gary Payton Jr., mm-hmm. is hooping. And this boy got bounced like I ain't ever seen. Got you questioning if Gary Payton is his real father type type of bounce. <laughs> so he been hooping his ass off these last two weeks. Yeah. And go down the line, Andrew Wiggins is just fitting in in his Harrison Barnes role, you know, seamlessly. And they don't even have James Wiseman back yet. They don't have Klay Thompson back yet. And they are the number Clay one team in the league right now. You say what? If Klay comes back, the fire and the the, the passion that he's going to bring from not being able to play. I can't wait, man. I love watching Klay Thompson play. Not and making so. top 75 list. <laughs> Them already painting this picture that it's, it's going to be Lakers versus Brooklyn in the finals. Mm. Just discounting the Warriors dynasty at their greatness, you know. It's still going on. They thought it was over. Not getting not getting any um major lines in um in the Game of Thrones YouTube <laughs> Game of Zones TV show. Yeah, Game of Zones. <laughs> he just has so many chips on his shoulders right now. Uh, he's a space Man, jump. He's a, he's a space imagine. Jump. Yeah. Imagine what he's gonna bring when he returns. And I even want to go ahead and give Steve Kurt Steve Kurt and them. Um, they props, man. I've been the I've been the biggest person to be like Steve Kirby getting too much credit, but like for them to have the system that they've implemented around Steph Curry, obviously Steph Curry is the key to making this shit work. But you still gotta have a system. You still gotta teach the system to all these new all these new dudes, mm-hmm. and they pick it up. And you gotta scout out the right people, and then weed out the ones that's not picking it up. They did a good job of developing all these young dudes, and yeah, they 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 hooping right now, man. They're hooping right now. It's an exciting time for the Warriors. Steph Curry going crazy. Uh, in the East, that's that's a whole other story right now, though, because it's not exactly going it the way I thought it would be going so far. What? What? Odell is with the Rams? Wait, why you? Why you? Why you? Why you what? Wait, why? Why you? I thought we was talking NBA right now. Oh, somebody texted me this, and I was what like, are you "I'm doing? sorry, my bad." 
<laughs> I'm sorry. You didn't say nothing before we started I know. I was, I was waiting for the NFL segment to say yes. <laughs> I guess we're here now. Dang. I guess we're here now. My bad. Somebody just texted to me. This is Breaking live. news. My bad. Los Angeles Rams have signed Odell Beckham. What? And it's confirmed. Dang. Yeah. Nigga, Ramsey don't, had tweeted out. I don't get the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. <laughs> it's not meant to be. It's in the script that y'all not going to the Super Bowl. Oh, man. It's a good time, man. It's a good time. It's a good time. I mean, what is that? What else is there to say? I'm hype. I'm hype, man. I can't hide the excitement. It's going to be fun to use this team on Madden even more now. Uh, I ain't playing you. I ain't playing you. We got the best wide receiver this year in the league right now. And we're adding. So already, you know, Robert Woods right under that. Van Jefferson's been doing his thing. Higby. And now we got OBJ. Where does he fit in? How good is he going to be with us? I don't know. But we, Deshaun Jackson, it makes me wonder now, like, did we did we know this was happening the whole time? Is this why Deshaun Jackson was moved? Because we was just we just knew, like you know, there's relationships between these players. So maybe like this is like an inside job the way LeBron be doing in the, in the NBA. And we was like, hey, we are gonna make room for you. Don't worry. They told Deshaun, hey man, move out the way. OBJ's coming. Makes me wonder. Makes me wonder. The other breaking news though. Cam Newton's back in the NFL, man. Back on the pan. <laughs> Why are you making this face? <laughs> Cam Newton is back on the on the Carolina Panthers too, and I think that's even bigger news. That's something to celebrate, man. I'm happy. I'm hype. <laughs> Dustin is distraught right now. I am. I'm caught off guard. He is perplexed. He is beside himself. He is. I thought you had seen that too. Yeah, I saw it before we started. Bro, I've been, I literally was like, all right, I can't, like, time started, it, it became, you know, an hour before we agreed to start recording, I was like, okay, be on time, let me set up everything, let me get off my phone, not be distracted, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'll focus locking on getting in. ready for this, so. Yeah. It was a Appreciate live it. reaction. I am, I am. That's why the show's been so good today, because you just locked in. We just locked right. in. I understand, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I apologize. Like, yeah, I didn't even mean to cut you off or because I'm sure you make that's hilarious. Great in the NBA. <laughs> I apologize for that. Hey, all I was I gonna say know. was the Hawks is like 13th in the East right now, and I yeah, just did not just expect weird. that. I didn't, but... yeah, that's weird. We <laughs> hopefully that they can get it together too because come on, I mean, I haven't so I haven't been able to watch a lot of games this year, it's been difficult for very various reasons. So I haven't been tapped in and watching all the games, but the analysis I've been seeing is their defense is slacking right now. Mm. So I don't know what what to chalk it up to, but they need to get that together because I'm, I'm and and also uh, the rules. You know the rule change that happened, uh, where they're not calling the same fouls as they did the years before. You know, so Trey Young been struggling with it. James Harden been struggling with it. Chris Paul been struggling with it, I think. A few people that have been struggling with this new rule change. So explain the rule, because I did see somebody say something. They were making fun of James Harden. Yeah, James no, they're Harden killing James getting, Harden right now. Okay, so his foul calls. So uh, basically, a lot of the foul calls that a lot of these players would get from uh, initiating contact, 
they basically got rid of those fouls. So mm. if you jump into somebody, that's an offensive foul now. If you grabbing somebody the way James Harden would grab people, that's offensive foul now. Or we're just not calling a foul. It's a play on type stuff. Uh, the way Chris Paul and Trey Young would uh, get in front of the player and then just jump backwards into them and shoot, they're not calling that no more. That's okay. on the offensive player now. So they got rid of the, a lot of the fouls that a lot of people hated seeing, which is a great thing for the sport. I it's agree. been so fun. It's been so much fun, so much more fun to watch basketball because of it. But you got these cer- certain players that's like struggling to adapt to it, it seems like. What, you're trying to tell me that they, they, it's difficult for them to just simply score? Like James Harden is the is the poster child of this rule because he's so it's, it's so he's so ex- five for thirteen, but then had like forty points in in free throws. Thank you, thank you. That's exactly what's been happening. The opposite's been happening. Now he's shooting five of thirteen from the field, but he's only getting to the line three times. So he's he's averaging like sixteen points a game or something like that. And that's James Harden, mm-hmm. who once was averaging forty points a game at one point, uh, in like the middle of a season. That's that guy. So he's struggling through through this rule. Yeah. Kyrie's like, I'm not about to get vaccinated and then have to adjust my game for the rule. Uh, but also, so yeah, so Atlanta's down there, but ugh, the fun, the fun part of it, the top. Washington has the best record in the East right Odell now. Odell is with the Rams. <laughs> my, my bad. Bro. Just crazy, <laughs> just crazy. I'm sorry. I'm trying to hold, trying to hold this this stick together while he's <laughs> he's losing his shit. I'm sorry, <laughs> my bad. Oh shoot! So Washington is the top of the Washington Wizards is the top of the East, tied with the Bulls right now. Yeah, those are the top two teams in the East. And so, one thing that I would like to point out from this is the Bulls are hella fun to watch right now. <laughs> mm. I did not expect this. Remember, you remember, said they were they were ugly. Exactly, they were an ugly combination. Exactly, I thought they was gonna be so ugly to watch. <laughs> nah, I was wrong, Dustin. I was wrong. I watched like a, a few of their games, and and then uh, also like every night they're on the House of Highlights and all that kind of stuff. They fun to watch. Yeah, like Zoe, you know how he is on defense, but like and passing, so he be having these crazy passes. Levine is a dunk contest winner. Mm-hmm. Uh, Demar Derozan is a the professional score at any point of the game. Caruso is fun, fun off the bench. Just like, and they got some other unknown players that just, I never heard of. And they're still fun to watch. Like this is rookie. They drafted. And he just looked like he got the audacity of Steph Curry and Lou will combined. It's just like crazy, but mm. <laughs> he'd be out. He'd be just, and he's like, he's out there throwing up shots at the end of the game. Like he's like, he's the best player on the team. Yeah. They fun to watch. And then the, the, the wizards, they just got a bunch of depth. So they hard to beat because of that. So they doing that's good. That's crazy. Wizards, I would have never thought. Especially as the West looked rough, I was like, they they rebuilding. So everybody thought. They're better. It's, it's so funny too. Like Bradley Bill and Damian Lillard and Steph Curry, like all last season was like, man, free freedom dudes, freedom dudes. They need to get traded to go to a winning team because we wasting they they careers right now. But Bradley Bill and Steph Curry have figured it out. They just said we're going. I'm gonna stay down, and I'm I'm gonna give the franchise a chance to build something around me, and trust that they gonna do it. And yeah. it's worked out. Now Damian Lillard's situation ain't worked out so so 
so well because they're not trading CJ McCollum for some reason to help him fix the team. But he's staying down, and maybe eventually they get around to fixing his situation. But hey, it just shows how wrong motherfuckers be that be so you know, proud. They be CJ, so loud about trading. Yeah, you're right. You're right. With CJ, bro, uh, I just always think back to that uh, when he was on KD's uh, podcast. Katie was just like, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not about to do nothing. <laughs> he I just, just feel like that stuck face. with I feel like that has stuck with him since then. Like, <laughs> no, I just, we go do it. Yeah. We got to stick together so we can prove him wrong. <laughs> Katie done moved on to a whole nother team. Right, he didn't even he think the about the side no of the country. <laughs> I got to be in the finals to beat Brooklyn. But Katie, right. They're not going to do nothing as long as they're together. They need to go ahead and trade. There's... Here's my here's my proposal. I think there's a three way trade that needs to happen. That just won't happen because people are too prideful, and it's yeah. between Philadelphia, Boston, and Portland. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are both great players, but they're kind of redundant next to each other. So you could swap them out. Ben Simmons and Embiid are both great players on their own, but they get in each other's way when at the end of the day. So you yeah. could swap them out. CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard are both crazy scorers and all that kind of stuff. But they don't fit together. So let's swap them out. I would say move CJ to Philly, move Ben Simmons to Boston, and move Jalen Brown to Portland, and you fix each of them each of them teams' issues at the same time. It's a simple trade, but I don't think it's gonna happen because people are too prideful. Make the call, Chris. Make the call. <laughs> I mean, I ain't trying to make it harder for the Hawks to get back in <laughs> in contention. Hawks eight. are going to be okay. They're going to do what they yeah, do. Yeah, they are. to make the call. They are. But I want to see about the league. Just to make the league better, right? Yeah. If I was Adam Silver, I would make that trade happen. Hey, that's what's up. You know, NBA, definitely interesting storyline. Um, unexpected turn of events. But, but still for the good, you know. Um, OBJ got traded to. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we before we get on the OBJ, I do want to talk about the um the Morris Jokic oh, facts incident because when I watched it, uh huh, I know man. Look, sometimes I just feel like people get we get too caught up on black and white, man. We get too caught up on black and white and race and all that shit. Sometimes it's like sometimes it blinds, we do. It clouds our vision. I'm like this, bro. Jokic is a big man, big dude, right? He's a big person. If a smaller, if in, in any environment, if a smaller mammal, since we're mammals, let's put it that way. If a smaller mammal um, pokes at you or something, the bigger mammal is going to respond with, with strength as well to show its dominance. It had nothing to do with race. None. You get what I mean? This is a bigger person, a bigger man showing his, uh, displaying his dominance on a small man. Yes. Was it, was it wrong that he attacked him from behind? Sure. We Maybe. can't say that. That's right. But at the end of the day, people have emotions. People are competitive. I mean, the two athletes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Testosterone, adrenaline, like all this shit. They're competing, and it's the basketball court. You know what I mean? It's the basketball court. Bro. Cheap shot for cheap shot. So here's the thing. You got to take it into the contest. Like, you said it perfectly. People will throw these other things on it that don't have nothing to do with it. But if you take it in the context of the game, you got to know that Jokic, first of all, he's a big man, so he's getting hit the whole game anyway. Yeah. 
the actual play itself, right before everything happened, it was a defensive play that was made by Jokic on Bam Adebayo. He blocked Bam's shot under the goal. And if you see Morris's body language after the block, Morris thought in his mind that Jokic fouled Bam Adebayo mm-hmm. and got away with it. So in his mind, he's like, y'all not going to call that? I'm going to get payback. So that's why he goes up and does what he does, tries to take Jokic's legs from under him. It looked like, like it was a dangerous kind of play for it to be a that was kind of uh, fast break foul. Like, you could have hurt Jokic on that play. You could have hurt his see the legs. See, I just, everybody just keeps talking about he did the elbow to the ribs thing, and that yeah, that, well, you know, take an elbow shot to the ribs that hurts. It was like, like if, he went for his if Jokic too. didn't jump when he did because yeah. he jumped to pass the ball. If he doesn't do that, then Jokic's leg is planted, and he hits him like that. That's an awkward position to get hit from. No telling what happens to the knee there. So I'm sure that goes through Jokic's mind. Like, yo, you try to hurt me, bro. And then I think the uh, the TNT boys, Shaq and uh, Chuck and them, they said it perfectly. Like, you going to hit me. Don't turn your back on me then. Because exactly. that was Morris's fault. Like, exactly. don't walk away like that if you're going to do that and try to act all innocent and stuff, you yeah. know? Nah. So Jokic, in the moment, in the heat of the moment, this is grown men, athletes. You know, he has a he has a right to get to get uh, offended the way he did, and he charged at him like a bull, taking him out. And then he apologized a little bit after for because he said he didn't see the uh, the whiplash. But like, hey man, you're a big dude. You're gonna have an impact on somebody, and he did like you said. But I don't. There's acting though too. You get what I mean. Like, there's sure. acting involved like WWE. There's acting during and after. I'm saying, my man. And I'm not saying he wasn't hurt, but come on, Morris is tough. But uh, we don't know these people personally, so I don't know who's tough or not. But I'm just saying, I'm assuming he's tough, right? I mean, from what we so, know, we watched him play basketball. Yeah, yeah. He's a tough guy. But this ain't this ain't like they didn't take him over to the side and put him under the blue tent. You get what I mean? Man, they brought a stretcher oh. out. You saw that part, right? No. Bro, they brought a stretcher out, and it was crazy, bro. Like, if you watch the whole video, it's like an eight-minute video. Uh, the crowd reaction, like they're shouting MVP to Jokic after he hit him, you know, Damn. like because it's in Denver, so they like and they, uh, so you got to know the context. Denver fans, I know a few Denver fans, and they feel like Jokic gets uh, abused all the time. Like he be having red marks on his arm, scratches on his arm, but he don't get foul calls, and that's like a big deal to like Denver Nugget fans. So they feel some type of way about Jokic getting fouled anyway. So of course they're gonna be behind the MVP. So they yelling MVP and all that kind of stuff, right? Almost yeah. when Morris is on the ground and getting after he gets hit, and then when the stretcher comes out, you could hear the the crowd like, like audibly get serious, like like oh like what happened? Like is he okay? Like like they they changed the whole mood when they saw the stretcher come out. Like how I'm getting quiet and serious right now. Like yeah, but then he walks off. He didn't even get on the stretcher. Like they just brought the stretcher out for precautionary reasons, I guess. But he didn't even need it. He just walked off on his own strength. He was fine. He had a little whiplash from it, but. He'll be fine at the end of the day. But at the end of the day, I, I, when I watched the video, I I don't think Jokic was wrong for doing what he did. Like, he deserved punishment, obviously. But in the context of basketball, like, we're playing a sport, I ain't seen nothing wrong with what he did. Yeah, I think ejection was fair, but let's. I like how you mentioned the TNT thing. Take take Jokic out, and, and that's Shaq. Morris does that to Shaq, and then Shaq retaliates. Are people are gonna demonize and be like Shaq? That was a bitch move for Shaq. Yeah. In a way. In a way, because people gonna so feel some type Shaq, of way about somebody hitting them from behind. 
I see what they, you mean. They're going to feel some type of way about that part. But, like, from the basketball player's perspective, you know, when they was talking about it, it's like, hey, he shouldn't have turned his back if you're going to do something. Especially, like, from a big man perspective. Yeah. That's why it's funny hearing Shaq and, and Charles talk about it. From a big man perspective, because it's a totally different thing. If it's, like, Chris Paul doing that. Like, we saw we saw uh, in the playoffs last year, Patrick Beverly did that to Chris Paul, remember? He put like he pushed him from behind. Oh, yeah, when he pushed him, and he did. Yeah, so it, it was that still, still that same kind of reaction. Like Pat Bev a bitch for that pushing Chris Paul on his back like that when he walked away. Like it's a whole, that's a whole move. But that was different though, right? Because there was no that was words being exchanged. We still don't know what Chris Paul said then. Right, was words being exchanged. Chris Paul didn't shove him. He probably DM some bitches then, in Pat Bev's neighborhood. But no, nah, I'm just I'm stupid. <laughs> but I'm saying he didn't like attack him. That's the point that I agree with you with. Like you, you don't. Um, even if it's a cheap shot, though. Like sometimes you think you gonna get away with it, and walking away is kind of like you're trying to be sneaky with it, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, Chris Paul didn't like sneakily step on his foot or something while he was walking away. You know, to 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 trigger him. Facts. It wasn't a physical attack thing. on. He probably just said yeah. some slick shit. So, so yeah. But yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because that did happen in the NBA, and that was it did. Um, Something that was on the and we don't even lines. have to get into all the aftermath of uh, more the, the more you know Morris is a twin, so he got a twin up. going up against Jokic's brothers on Twitter. <laughs> like, oh no! Didn't, but did they pull up on they they locker room or was that just a fake meme? I thought they. Oh they no! Did. Oh, the actual player. Yeah, so yeah. His brother was talking about see me in the back, and then they pulled up. Uh, I think I saw in the picture it was Jimmy, Kyle Lowry, it was Bam Adebayo. Don't snitch. Don't say names, bro. Don't snitch. Nah, it's a whole picture online. I ain't snitching. <laughs> and and, and Devin pulled up, but then a. a Security guard was like standing there, like you shut up. You wanted to get in there, you gonna get in there. You ain't gonna let no security yeah, they guard really, stop you. They really hold me back. They ain't really want to get in there, but it was that was funny that a whole picture in HD came out. Of <laughs> 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 them, that's that was funny. That was, that was pretty funny. Do they play a few more NFL things? Did you want to talk about the OBJ and Kim? We gotta talk about. We just further? gotta spend time on the NFL, but we don't have to. We don't have to spend too much time on it. But yeah, um, once again, I apologize for my reaction, but it was it was genuine, it was authentic. You know, um, caught me off guard. Oh, because um, he he was looking at the Packers, which I thought was a way better option. He was looking at who else was what other teams that was on the list that I saw? Uh, Raiders maybe was on the list. The Saints were on the list. Bro, I'm not I'm not going to the Raiders. I'm OBJ. This Patriots is his opportunity to go to any team he wanted to, basically. I know it had to go down that waiver list or whatever. Nah, he was but, free. He was free at this point. He cleared all the waivers. Oh, that's what I mean. But I'm saying, yeah. like, I know he had to go through the waiver thing first. But yeah. after that kind of cleared, it was like, okay, He's he can go wherever he wanted to. So why not go to a Super Bowl-bound team, uh, proven quarterback, a team where you're going to get the looks now because <laughs> Cooper Cup is the best wide receiver right now. He's putting up the best numbers. Woods is putting is proven. A he's proven. proven. He's, just, a threat. he's just not getting you know targets I mean? that he should be getting. And I got a whole other conversation about that, but we'll talk about it later. But, you know, new quarterback, and it's probably just a chemistry thing. But yeah. um, Hendo is doing, you know, great. Yeah, Hendo he, and Higby. He, uh, stepping up. And... Jefferson is, you know, developing each He's year. Doing thing. And beautiful. the big story just a week ago was 
y'all defense just became one of the most dominant defenses Oof. in the entire league right now. Oof. And now, y'all like, we not finished yet. <laughs> we not finished yet. So that's why my reaction was what it was. If we didn't, we didn't have an episode, I don't think, since this happened. But yeah, um, yeah. his name is... Um, he plays football. And he has we records. Talk- we talking about What's his name, bro. I'm having. We talking about defense. Yeah, I'm. Bl- I'm drawing a blank. Right talking now. about who we got? Von Miller. Von Miller. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> his name is Von Millerson, and yeah. he's not. He's not playing, or he didn't play last week. No. Um, we but you know, once he comes, once he's on the field, once he's. Available to be on the field, like bro, the defense is gonna be super crazy. Um, and now you got the offense. So Man. yeah, this team in my book, this team jumped to. I'm not. I don't care about records. This team t- jumped to the top contender for the Super Bowl right now. If everybody remains healthy, we throw that out there. Everybody yeah. has to remain healthy, right? Um, yeah, that's a hard team to beat. Bro, like I was just talking to you after the Titans game. About how our depth really uh, showed itself, exposed itself in that game. It was like we had to keep our, we had to keep Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, and Van Jefferson on the field the whole time because we don't have any other wide receivers to go to. Like, yeah, uh, Deshaun gets traded, Tutu gets hurt, Jack Paris gets hurt, uh, and we got like two developing guys that we really don't want to put on the field. Mm-hmm. So, not only is it like, yeah, it's it's a big name, but it was like super needed to have this depth of OBJ out there. Uh. But yeah, I, I I was scared he was gonna go to Seattle or uh, Arizona as well. They was on my list of teams I was scared he was gonna go to too. So I'm, I'm glad we get him for that reason too. We ain't gotta deal with him in our conference against us. So, McVay offense would seem like an attractive offense to want to be in as a wide receiver. You know what I mean? I would agree with that. I would agree with that. But I know for a fact he wanted to do with Raiders. I'm like, nah, they got they dealing with too much right now. Yeah, the main one I was surprised about was, was uh, Green Bay, that he, don't go, that he doesn't go there. Maybe he don't want to deal with the uncertainty of Aaron Rodgers. You know, Rodgers, and then Jordan Love's performance wasn't very yeah. convincing. Like, damn, bro, you've been on the team for two years. Like, come on. Yeah, you're supposed to come out like Pat Mahomes did in the second yeah, year. Yeah, bro, doing? like, come on, what are you doing? Like, you look like that you ain't chance. got no he really, reps. He really, blew, he really blew a golden opportunity to, like, become a superstar overnight. No reps. He could have been a superstar over the, overnight. If he beat Patrick Mahomes, taking Aaron Rodgers' spot, like the storyline was set up for you. You just you just looked average. Even with Devontae Adams the in the moments. game. You said what? Couldn't live up to the moment. <laughs> right. <laughs> with Devontae Adams as your wife. It just looked like a lot of plays, he was just throwing it up to Devontae Adams because he knew he was on the field. Mm-hmm. Like, just didn't work out a lot. The uh, But that whole... Week nine, which is weird, bro. Uh, like, there's no other way to explain it. A lot of, a lot of. Yeah, that week, that week, that week nine was weird, bro. That week, week nine was weird. A lot of upsets. Um, he said the Bengals are frauds. <laughs> but was that a division game? Uh, yeah, it was against Cleveland. I'll let that slide. I'll Me too. Slide. It was the heat of the moment that I was speaking speaking at, and then. <laughs> Once the week was over, I realized everybody was frauds that week, so Everyone. I couldn't really just single them out. They lied. Everything that we thought about in the NFL this season, going into week nine, was wrong in week nine. And 
I'm still processing that. I, I feel like I feel the like Falcons was, beat the Saints. That was weird. You know what I mean? Weird. But once again, division. Division. I feel like Tom Brady was having a great week though in this bye week. He was just looking back, <laughs> seeing that chaos. <laughs> Bengals. No, the Broncos beat the Cowboys. I was like, word. Like that's how y'all feel. Patriots are no, are no, 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 no. The Broncos like annihilated the Cowboys. Made the Cowboys look like. Yeah, they don't deserve to be the number one seed at all. Like, it was ugly. The Jacksonville Jaguars beat the Buffalo Bills, held them to nigga. To that field was goals. the weirdest game. I was I was watching that like, yo, eventually, Josh Allen gonna turn it on, right? Come on, they scored two field goals, and then Titans dominated the Rams. Dominated. That's the perfect word. But it don't matter now because y'all. <laughs> and the league knew this was going to happen, so that's why they had to make y'all lose oh, one last the Dolphins, game. The Dolphins even won last week. I didn't even see that. Who fucking cares. That was a toilet bowl. <laughs> one eight versus, or what, it was one and six versus one and six. Like, whack ass game. But yeah, bro. I'm not going to do Patriots handle their business, bro. Patriots handle their business. I no, that's what I said. They, they, uh, they are slowly becoming that team that. Um, they're gonna sneak their way into the playoffs. Yep, and punch everybody in the mouth. Yep, sneak them like how yep. Mac did the ankle lock. <laughs> gonna do that to every team they play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. you know, and I'm happy though because, um, I mean, we I know it's not gonna happen, but it would be great to see Belichick defeat Brady. Um, but I just don't want to see that in the Super Bowl, so that's why it's not going to happen. Yeah, me neither. It's a perfect storyline, story though. It's the storyline is perfectly set. But up now, up. after how this ended, bro, I'm like, I'm looking at the AFC like shit. I don't know who can really cope with the Rams. Well, bro, you gotta you gotta look at this too, though. Who can go with them for seven games straight? I, I don't, don't know. He's stupid. <laughs> you gotta check out the the Ravens, man. The Ravens just keep on doing it. They keep on winning close games. Like that was the knock on Lamar Odom or Lamar Odom. Lamar Jackson, his first like two years in the league, right? It was like if he gets down, then you know, it's over. But this whole this whole year they've come back like five games. Come from come from behind and won like five games. And this one they won in overtime. Took care of business. Like But they don't like, have my my concern with them is not that lack of depth. If we take Cooper Cup out the game. If we game plan against Cooper Cup to slow him down because you can't really take him out the game. You know, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. if we if we game plan to slow him down, then we we risk um, you know, Woods. And I'll just I'm gonna be honest. As hype as I am about the OBJ development, he still has to prove his chemistry with Stafford right. and still prove that he can put up the numbers. You know what I mean? Right. He's still a threat on the field, but at the same time, he still gotta go out there and learn learn the plays. They're intricate. Complicated as play, so he yes. ain't about to come out on Sunday. Yes. He has to commit. You know what I'm saying? Show his commitment for sure. Yeah. So that's re- that's the reality. But by playoff time and by Super Bowl time, he should be. You know what I'm saying? A, a glove in. And if if all three receivers are on the field, like that's a dangerous offense. That's gonna be crazy. Who do you who do you prioritize? I'm prioritizing Cup, but OBJ has that explosiveness, deep you know deep threat. Is it, bro? Yeah, but what what do you that. say about the Ravens though? Like Lamar Jackson has shown that he's he's winning every game, all the close games, the tough games. Yeah, but y'all got y'all got Ramsey, Von Miller, and and um. Uh, no, nah, that Aaron. ain't got nothing. But that's the, he's in the AFC. So you talk, we talking about getting pat like who's with the Patriots, right? 
I'm talking about no. I'm saying I don't know in the AFC who can compete with the Rams. Oh, got in the you. AFC, got you. That's what I was saying. Okay. Well, if you're saying that, like then... you take out Hollywood Brown, yeah. And then, um, Lamar got to do everything on his feet, and then you got people that can chase him down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you're only gonna be able to do so much, and you don't want you don't want to put your yourself at risk of possibly getting tackled by Vaughn or, or Aaron or Ramsey or Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. You know what I'm saying or Ramsey. He's yeah. he bigger than Lamar. He's going to hit him. He's a big you don't want to put your body in danger like that on the line, even if it is Super Bowl. So it's like, but I agree with you. You know, teams that, that can win in adversity, it, it's, it's it's a different type of fight that they have. Exactly. You know, that's what I'm superstars. getting at. They keep on finding a way to win. Yeah. And that's going to be valuable in the playoffs. That, I mean, and you can't count out the Titans just beat us. Like, they're no, that was no fluke. Uh, even, with, even with getting more players. Like, they had a great game plan. The defense executed uh, offensively, even without. I mean, it's. I think the offense showed signs of it's gonna hurt losing uh, Derrick Henry, obviously, but they AP. found a way just to get him to get enough. You know what I mean? AP, right? They got other running backs in that system that can step up, and you Keith got Julio Peterson. Jones and AJ Brown. So it's what, like what they got they got there? enough to just if the defense can play at an elite level, then they'll be they'll be able to get through. The AFC and all that kind of stuff. So you got them to worry about too. And the Browns blew out the Bengals, so maybe that's a sign of things to come. Maybe they get their shit together since they healthy, you know? Uh, oh, yeah, Chubbs. Hey, Chubbs went off. Yeah. So he back. But once again, yeah, that's, so a, that's a that's team a you got you to gotta respect them. And so they got it's a fight. It's a fight in the AFC. But like I said, I'm, my money right now is on the Patriots to sneak up out of nowhere and win the AFC. I agree with that. We shall see. But and hope, hopefully, uh, Mac Jones. Uh, I, I heard there was a hit put out on him. <laughs> the dude that he, the dude that he, uh, that he grabbed was just like happy hunting to all my fellow D linemen. So there's gonna yeah. be a little extra juice on that. I have a friend who's um, Patriots fan, and he sent me a video of some of the dirty plays that 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 guy was doing during the game. Oh, yeah, so, I did see that in the comments. So after I seen that video, I was like, you know what? It's kind of the whole um, Jokic Mark, conversation. Mark Morris, again, yeah, where Mark it's just Morrison, like, yeah. if you're willing to, if you're willing to you know, put out stuff, you gotta, you can't play victim. And you get a taste of your own medicine. I'm not saying yeah, what Mac was right. This is different. I love to hate the Patriots, so Mac Jones is going to be wrong no matter what. <laughs> it don't matter. Yeah. But good thing he, the Patriots focus on you know, having a strong offensive line. Facts. Um, but speaking of the Ravens, they play today on Thursday yeah. Night Football. It's basically a practice game for them. They're going to try some new <laughs> trick plays, let the rook, let the uh, third-string quarterback get some reps. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's what it is. I'm saying the Dolphins ain't going ain't gonna to – I mean, if, if it looks like that bad – okay, we got to remember this too. You know how you feel about Thursday Night Football. So maybe I should pick the Dolphins tonight. Here's how mad I am. Here's how bad. No, here's how little uh, faith I have. Um, I have Gasicki on my fantasy team, and he has. He has. He's ranked third best matchup for a tight end. Basically, saying like he should score the third best. Or third highest points potential. He has the third best potential. To it's two are playing today. Well. 
uh, game time decision. Okay, thank you. But it don't matter because my thing is this: we have the Dolphins, not we. The Dolphins have the the worst offensive line in the league, so it don't matter who's at quarterback. Um, but the 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 temptation right now is like Siki could could go off today. Do I want to start mm. him mm. versus the Ravens? Because they the Ravens have given up the second most fantasy points this season against the tight end position. But I'm like, mm. those teams didn't have a shitty. They, those teams didn't have the worst <laughs> offensive line and a backup quarterback. You, you get what I mean? Yeah. yeah so that yeah. temptation is there. It's like, eh, I'm playing right now. I'm not trying to segue into fantasy, but oh well, I'm here. I'm playing the <laughs> second best person in the league. Um, so this game is a serious game. I can't make any mistakes. You know what I mean? But I say that to say, like, it's it's tough being a Dolphin fan right now. <laughs> And you don't even have faith in it's a safe space for you, Dustin. Let it all out. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a safe tough. space for you. Um, but it is what it is, you know. So I, I feel sorry for the players because the Ravens, the last three times the Dolphins have played, the Ravens have been blowouts. Mm. Like they don't even go easy. They, they. I'm not joking. The third string quarterback will be. Hey, maybe the Dolphins catch some Week Nine magic. Maybe it's some leftover Week Nine magic, and they upset them. I could believe that if it was. If they had a week to prepare. They're coming off. They traveled, or they're coming off a short week. You know easy what I mean? game though, an easy game for them. And the the Ravens are coming off a hard overtime win. Texans wasn't no easy game. Barely beat them. You right? That's what made it so terrible. It was nine turnovers in that game between the two teams. <laughs> like, oh, good, that's good. what I'm saying, bro. Like Kobe ain't about to. Nah, it's I'm sitting him and Waddle. I'm sitting them. About to be an ugly game. I'm still gonna watch it. Cam and he was still available. Out. I don't know why we do these these things. Now Cam Cam coming back to Carolina is great. I like it's that beautiful. better than him coming to the Falcons. It's beautiful. So, um, because the coach hopefully- said I'm trying to win games right now. I'm not trying to yeah. win next year. So it's because Donald was hurt. It's hurt, right? He's out a few weeks, like six weeks or something like that. I think. Cause I I, I wasn't paying attention, so I just thought it was because Donald was doing bad or something. <laughs> so I'm guessing it's now. I think I saw something where Donald was hurt, so they needed a quarterback, and hopefully Christian McCaffrey is healthy now, so we get the full effect of what the Panthers' offense can be with with Cam and and Matt, uh, and Robbie. Bro, this man has seven touchdowns and eleven interceptions. It don't matter if he's healthy; he's been benched. Donald, yeah. This season, he was good yeah. at USC, but uh, yeah. I feel like I'm if you have a bad for some quarterbacks, if you're inducted into the NFL in a bad system and a bad coach, sometimes I just feel like like being in a bad relationship, or you know what I mean. Well, Tannehill, Tannehill is the example of he was started in a bad system and got in the right system and flourished. So maybe there's hope there still. Tannehill is is a is a unicorn. Because uh, Tannehill was a wide receiver turned quarterback. Played wide receiver in college and said, I'm gonna be a quarterback in the NFL. Like who does what that? The hell? It's normally the other not, way around, right? I did not know that. Yeah. That's why he got that speed. Now he ain't he ain't, you know, he ain't uh he ain't fast fast. He ain't like Lamar Jackson. <laughs> but he got that speed, you know. He's like what's Walker fast. And he's tough. He can take a hit. Because he's used yeah. to being tackled. Okay. So, 
but you know, um, the system, the system with Tannehill was always um, kind of like with Baker Mayfield. You know, um, your offense is built off the is dependent on that the success of the run game. But now you got a Hall of Fame wide receiver, and then um, <clears throat> got Brown as well, who's building an amazing, you know, a nice resume. You know, and they're yeah. both big body wide receivers, which he never really had. Um, so yeah, he he has a squad, you know. And even so, with Peterson, quick question, you can give a quick answer. Yeah, do you like the, t- the the taunting rule that they have implemented this year? Do you like the way it's been affecting games? Yes and no. Here's what I think. This is just me being um, observant, I guess. Right. I personally think that. Players in the NFL said, we're doing all this stuff for support, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement last season. And, you know, we, we've overcome the, the kneeling thing and the national anthem thing is no longer an issue. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I'm just coming <clears throat> from a non-black player's perspective. When you're in a league that's 75% or whatever African-American athletes or black athletes, and they on the field saying, you know, the N-word at the end of every play. You get what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you're a white person. Um, you have to feel some type of way where it's like, why are they allowed to speak disrespectfully to us and call us this and that? But then it's blown out of proportion. If we say something, we're made to be white supremacists and racists and stuff. So sometimes I'm starting to think that some of these taunting things are like, they, they are saying certain words that have been, if you say this word on the field, you're going to get a taunting thing. So it's not so much an action thing. But I think mm-hmm. that's personally what I'm thinking. You get what right. I mean? Yeah. Whether that's real or not, we'll never know. But from some of the things that I've seen, and I was like, okay, he he definitely said something to the player. Got you. Because it don't look like he flag. did anything. He didn't touch to, him at all. He said something just, to him. Got you, got and you know, he probably he probably put out a word that was put on the list. Because they're but but you have to think about that though. Like for real, for real. We never put ourselves in um certain white players, you know, um positions. But if you are on the field and all these all these niggas is on the field saying, yeah, yo, bitch ass nigga, blah, 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 this and that, like just talking shit to one another. Yeah. But if you were to say that as a white athlete and you call a black athlete that, you're going to, it's going to get blown out of proportion. Everybody going to, you know, your, your lineman ain't going to want to protect you no more because you out here saying <laughs> it. Are you going to say it? So yeah, I think that could have been brought up as something to, I'm not saying that's the only thing, right. but I just thought that when I seen, it was probably like two or three weeks ago, I seen something and I was like, he definitely called somebody a B-A-N or something like that and the ref right. pulled a flag because he said the N-word. Like that's I just was for sure certain that's what happened. Yeah. It wasn't mic'd or nothing. Well, the way they explain the rule, the way they explain the rule is you can you can uh, celebrate, you can taunt towards the crowd, but if you taunt directly at a player, then yeah. that's a flag. And it's similar to a rule that's in the NBA. The NBA has the same kind of rule. Um, but I don't know. It just kind of... I get the I get the spirit behind it, but as a as a watcher and a viewer, I would rather watch watch the person be able to taunt the person to their face. You know what I mean? Like if it gets out of hand, then yeah. If they like do it too long, then yeah. Maybe call something. But like bro. if I'm just if I do something to you, I should be able to talk shit to you to your face and move on, and it should be nothing. It shouldn't be a big deal, right? But that's why I think it's stuff. a language thing. That's yeah. the only reason why I, that I start thinking it's a language thing because it's like, okay. This is a violent sport already. 
Um, I don't know how much of the game from the, the the Rams game you were able to see last week, but there were a few there were a few penalties where, I mean, it's a lot of games we're watching and the commentators are kind of like, "What the hell is going on? Yeah. What is this? This is you weird. know what I mean? Yeah. The game is changing. It's getting weak. It's getting yeah. exciting. Like you gotta let you gotta let some of this stuff play out. It's yeah. part of the game, especially when the when it's players on commentating. They're like, "What? They're gonna yeah. point out the game." Yeah, I understand safety, but right. um. You want them to just be robots, you know what I mean? Then what are we That's doing gonna, here? It's going to ruin the product yeah, for sure. The product, so exactly. They got exactly. to be careful with that. And I think there's going to be, it's going to be a part of the conversation for the rest of the year and in the, to the offseason. And they're going to have to readdress that rule and how they implement it. Cause it's like when they took uh, the celebrations away. It was like, the hell? You know, uh, when, when like three years ago or something like that, they took away touchdown celebrations because Cam Newton was dabbing on people. Too much, and so they took that stuff away. It was just like, what I'm supposed yeah. to do? Just score and just walk to the sideline? Give the ref the mean? ball, go sit down and talk, talk. Go to the phone booth and talk to whoever the hell you're talking to on the phone after you score. And don't show no, don't show no excitement while you're on the mm-hmm. phone either, or else we'll flag you from there. Then go sit down until you're called upon. <laughs> you got anything no, else? No, you can't get any Gatorade. You got anything else before we get out of here? I think uh, got a good. Yeah, we could go forever. I, yeah, I we could. Things to talk about, but you know, I wanted to. I wanted to get into the Kaepernick thing, but I mean, I think we can. We can say that for next for next week. Yeah, uh, I will say this. Uh, after the first episode, I was like, man, you know what? I'm about to throw my hair out and get some more sleep. <laughs> yeah, bro. It makes you think. It made you think. It made it made me feel something at the end of that first episode. But I want to give it its proper due time. You know. Uh, yeah. I feel like we we talked we talked about a lot of good stuff this episode, and it just hey, let's go ahead and give that its own, and we might even just go ahead and give you more time to watch the more episodes on it, and talk about the whole thing as a whole. But yeah, so that's something to look forward to. If you uh if you plan on you know coming back next week, if you're listening right now, if you made it this far, thank you. Uh, subscribe on YouTube if you can. Spotify, if you can, uh, and wherever else we are. By the time you hear us, uh, thank you, Mr. Synchronicity, bro. And we'll see you next week, right, Dawson? Well, maybe. Yeah. yeah and everybody that's watching, um, I just have a good day for the rest of your day, and uh, drink drink a glass of water or something if you haven't today. You know, hydrate and uh, brush your teeth if you didn't brush your teeth. Brush your teeth when you get home. Or if you just ate, if you're watching this while you're eating, brush your teeth after you finish eating. That's it.